0: Within the
1: pages of a mystical storybook, a tapestry of ever-changing tales unfolds. Welcome to the Chronicles of the Damned, a captivating series that weaves together realms of unimaginable wonders and haunting mysteries.
2: Venture into a world where the very fabric of reality is in flux, where heroes and heroines navigate shifting landscapes and face new perils with each turning of the page.
1: From the darkest corners of horror, to the realms of high fantasy. Each trilogy of episodes reveals a different theme, crafting a unique narrative tapestry. Discover the secrets of ancient civilizations, eldritch powers that defy comprehension, and the harrowing depths of the human
2: psyche. Traverse enchanted forests where legends come alive and mythical creatures roam, ascend towering citadels where power and politics shape the fate of nations, plunge into the depths of unexplored abysses, the mysteries of the cosmos await your discovery.
1: With every triad of tales a new chapter unfurls, inviting you to embark on a fresh adventure. Each theme, distinct and captivating, will transport you to a world beyond imagination where magic and
2: danger entwine. Will you delve into the depths of untold secrets, or ascend to the heights of heroic legend? The choice is yours as you immerse yourself into the boundless possibilities of this ever-evolving storybook.
1: Welcome to Chronicles of the Damned.
2: Into the realm. Of ever-chasing tales, welcome to the Chronicles of the Damned. With each S- with each, each session, a new chapter unfolds, revealing wonders and dangers unimagined. Embrace the journey, for heroes will rise, destinies will be written, and the storybook will come up alive before your very eyes. Prepare to be enchanted as we venture forth into a world where imagination knows no bounds. I am your story weaver. And let the story begin.
3: Tonight, our adventurers
2: are not what you would normally expect. They are not fairy tale characters. Rather, they are just the players that come together around a table to play a game of RPG magi mysterium using the magi mysterium and as we sit down get our dice out and as we sit at this table a very familiar book appears before Chris, Elliot and Ben one that as soon as I reach up and flip open the cover all everybody's visions the colors begin to swirl around the world first you guys see white then red then green then purple then back to red then black to blue and then all of a sudden you guys see a clock in the midst, in the middle of all of you, as the clock, but the hands of the clock are going backwards, they're not going forwards, they're going backwards. And it starts off slow, but as the longer you guys are either chanced by the colors, you guys watch as the hands on this clock begin to spin ever so faster faster and faster and faster until the clock is no more and you guys find yourselves on your hands and knees with your hand your hands on cobbles touching cobblestone And the first smell you smell is seawater. As you all stand up and kind of dust off the dirt that has appeared now on your pants or and your hands, for that matter, as you dust it off, you guys look around. And that's when you guys begin to notice a huge change. You guys begin to see people walking up and down the street. But there are no signs of automobiles. Everybody's sitting in horse-drawn carts. Wearing outfits of either suits or simple dresses. You don't see any big, fluffy dresses. Or, for that matter, you guys notice immediately, almost immediately, that your clothes are of stand outing into this wherever you guys are at. As you notice as people kind of first they t- take a look at you and then there's that double take of like who are these guys? Uh Go ahead and I'll have you guys roll a straight d12.
0: Alrighty d12.
4: Okay.
2: go from the top. Ben, what'd you get? I rolled a 7. Okay. Chris? I rolled a 3. Okay. Kara? A 10. Okay. Elliot?
5: I got a 9.
2: Okay. Kara, you're the first one to notice. Well, Although Elliot's not too far behind to notice this as well. Kara, as you look up and down the street, you look and you see an overhang sign that... in front of one of the buildings across the street um it obviously tells that this is you can see that this is a store and you look through one of the windows and it appears to be like an outfit or a clothing store but the first words the first two words you pick up on the sign are madame and mademoiselle
0: ah
4: Mm. So after this, yes, this is a female clothing store.
2: Uh... And then you notice, and then also you notice that there is a men's clothing store, literally two, two, two buildings down, and one building, like and like right across the street. So it'd be like on the same street. You guys would be on. There's a men's clothing store just right down the street.
5: You guys want to go to that one?
6: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I could. Yeah.
5: I'd probably stand out.
4: If Wait,
6: I do we, we even have the funds for this? Uh,
0: Where
6: yeah, I am going to pat my
5: pockets and see if I if I have my my wallet with me. That probably okay. work here. But yeah,
2: same Elliot, here. Elliot, do you have your wallet on your person? It's
5: right next to me, but not in my pocket.
4: I actually do have my wallet with me.
2: Okay, Elliot, you can feel the wallet under your back pocket. Ben, you have your wallet on your person. I do, actually. Okay. Ben, you feel your wallet in your back pocket. Chris? Okay, Chris. No, you do not have your wallet. Kara, <laughs> I, I think d- you said it. I her.
4: do have my okay. wallet.
2: Okay. You do, you do open it up, and you guys, whatever you guys open up to see on the inside of your wallet, uh, whatever coins, dollars, Whatever you guys have, that's what you guys have uh, on your Uh, person.
4: I
5: got a buck. Curse
4: carrying carrying a card.
7: Okay. Yeah, I got a buck and a card. I I got a bunch of
6: credit cards and my
7: military ID and my driver's
6: Oh I'm not the only poor one, because no, that's going to work.
5: Yeah, I only have a buck, so... If I gotta help out with y'all, I don't have much to give. Um. Could trade the clothes we're wearing if they'll take them.
7: If they'll take them. Anybody have any, like, a watch on them or something?
5: Not really.
4: I don't. I, I mean, I've got my necklace, which I really do want to part with. No a couple of stones and a crystal. <laughs>
7: you could say they're diamonds. That works.
4: Uh, the not look like no diamond.
7: What are those? Yeah, anyway. Like no
4: yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It looks no. weird here. But if I'm reading the Fine right, Madam and Mademoiselle.
5: That's
7: French. Are uh, we in France?
5: Should I ask somebody?
2: Bonjour, do you speak as, I have
5: no, no idea
2: what French is. As, as you say that, Elliot, you notice that there is a, a boy, he's skipping down the road. Um, appears to be chasing a ball of some sort that happened to roll right in front of you guys. He's kind of skipping, and uh, he's he happened to skip past you as you guys were talking amongst yourselves.
5: Hi, excuse me.
2: Uh, 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 you can tell that he's at like a loss for words, um, and is clearly startled by uh, you guys. Just, just like the, yeah.
5: Hey, I'm really sorry. I I hit my head pretty bad. What year is it right now?
2: Uh, the year, the year. Oh, uh, um, sorry, guys. I can't do accents as well as Aaron. Um, he (laughs) takes a second, kind of poses himself. The year is 1832. Okay, I was right. Parcois?
5: That's totally the year it is. Thank you very much. You can go ahead and go keep playing. Thank you.
2: And he runs down chasing after his ball. Did that little French kid just say 1832.
5: Yeah, I'm really worried about what we're gonna do if we mess with too much stuff here.
7: Oh, right. um... Okay, okay, let's process this. Yeah, okay. we should get
5: changed to figure out how to pay for these clothes and get changed immediately uh, before we mess up the timeline.
7: Screw it's it's
5: little Or get jumped for whatever we we look... Weird, I'm more worried I'm about
7: that. I'm I'm more worried about that, considering we don't even know what city we're in.
5: Yeah. Um, Can I see any kind of like like uh, town square sign or something that like says where we are?
6: Does my phone work?
2: No. (laughs) No. Um, Elliot, as you are looking around, you turn around and you realize that you guys are sitting like literally your backs have been sitting this entire time to the open ocean. You guys are sitting on the dock of whatever you guys have been at. You guys have been sitting with your swim. backs to the
5: ocean. So somewhere with water.
7: Well, that's about two-thirds of France. <laughs>
5: yeah. Mm. Assuming Frank, it's even actually France, because a lot of places speak French. I don't know about... I don't yeah,
7: um, right if, uh, if this is 1832, actually, no, there's really not a lot of places that speak French other than France. Okay,
5: okay, so we narrowed it down a little bit. Um... But we are
4: kind of standing out like sore thumbs. I mean, I'm wearing very jeans and a t-shirt. I'm wearing pajamas, so
1: yeah, I am too. Definitely
4: not feminine in in this era, and I'm pretty sure I don't want to go to uh, uh, the loony bin here.
7: That's that is actually a big concern for for us. Yes, not just. You, all of us. So, Ooh, um, do you think
5: I should wear the same thing too? Then I'm kind of.
7: We, we we can try and oh, see if they'll take uh take a, a. We 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 oh, try and see if god these guys the will take credit. But... Oh god. That's... Yeah,
5: if it's what it takes, though, we gotta get out of here. Yeah,
4: we we've gotta. We we do stick out way too much. So
7: um. Uh, how oh, about how about what? we how about us men go and get get our dress our, our our clothing first and then, Cara, you guys you can go in and uh, into the Madame shop and get yours because uh, yeah. uh, they're probably not going to sell anything uh, to you in the men's
5: store. Hey look, we're both going to be cross-dressing it's okay. We'll, we'll get through this.
2: Uh, yeah. As, as, you guys, uh, I, as you guys as you guys are sitting there you guys see, stepping out in front of the clothing store uh, you see Um, a gentleman kind of like Americans!
0: Americans! Uh, And he's like waving waving
2: you guys over. uh, uh,
7: I I try I'm gonna gonna try to speak some French that I
6: remember in high school. Um, Bonjour Monsieur. Uh, Comment ça va? And if we can understand them, they can understand us. Let's go. <laughs> Americans and French, it is the same in English, he's- he's
7: the same. Okay, how- yeah. I, I go- I go up with Chris to the- to the gentleman.
5: Uh, I'll follow since they said Americans. Yeah,
4: yeah, uh, I'm- I'm following, and I'm actually kind of looking, like, over my shoulder, and, like, kind of looking around, like, I am totally lost. <laughs> I uh, am. yeah.
2: So, Kara! roll me a d12 then oh shit shit. if you're looking over your shoulder a 7 okay as you're glancing over um as everybody goes into the shop you take one final glance and you see probably about i don't know 20 or so paces across the street you see a figure wearing a dark colored suit a top hat of sorts uh, you can't really get a good glance at his face as his coat appears to be hiding his face uh, but you do catch like the uh, that he is uh, an older man uh, you do manage to catch his eyebrows and they are white before entering the shop. So, as you guys enter the shop, you see a gentleman sitting, he's the guy, as he's the gentleman that waved you over, and, uh, he... I've been waiting hours for you guys to get here! <sighs> come on, yeah. come on, you, I have... I have no time, I have many things to do, and I... Oh, and you guys take forever. Um, uh, I... Was, yes, the yes, you have questions?
4: You you you've
7: been waiting for us? Uh, he- hello, Monsieur.
2: Um, do we know you?
5: Yeah, did we have an appointment or something?
2: Uh, it's the me? No, no, no. Uh, a gentleman came before you. Um, uh, called himself the benefactor, and he said that he, um, had some friends. Uh, Americans, and said that you guys would be coming along shortly, um, and that I needed to have outfits ready for you guys. Um, I'm assuming... Uh, uh...
7: Oh. Yes, okay. of course. Thank you so much. Yeah, must have been. <laughs> <Absolutely.
0: I'm... laughs> I, it,
7: it, it, it's, it's been a very trying morning, so yes. Uh,
2: you say our suits and clothing are ready? They're not ready, because I needed to do measurements and stuff. Uh, of course, I try to push Ben I... closer so he can get his measurements first. Touch me. So, this gentleman, um, he's only about maybe five foot, like, uh, totally at my his tallest. holy crap, that's possible. Um, with Back then, uh, yeah, but he hey, I'm the same but height, he is, but he's got like a lot of different like pieces of yarn and ribbon hanging off of him as he is like as he walks over to um, because Ben got pushed into his path, he grabs Ben first. Uh, you first. Come on, come on, come on. I have no time. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Okay, 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 okay. As he drags you into the back room, give me a straight D twelve. D twelve. Uh, I got an eight. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Um, as you are being dragged into the back room, uh, you look down and you see out of the corner of your eye, a hoodie that is a Superman hoodie zip up laying on a top of a pile of clothes as before you are drugged back into the um, before you're dragged in front of a bunch of mirrors. They're six foot tall mirrors maybe even a little bit they're probably a little bit taller as he kind of sizes you up and he oh no I need bigger bigger and so he like pushes the set of mirrors aside and reaches out and grabs these big, huge mirrors. They're more like eight feet tall. As he pulls them in um, and he goes, now look into the mirrors and when you are done, say done and I will come back and get you. And he just leaves.
7: Uh okay I just stare ahead into the mirrors.
2: Okay give me a d20 please Okay Twenty. I'm using my my good Raven's Nest dice. There you go. Um, I got an eighteen. An eighteen? Yes. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Okay. I, don't okay. Like I. Oh no, you'll like this one. Okay. So Ben, give me two colors off the top of your head. Uh, green and yellow green and yellow. Okay. You stare into the mirrors. As you stare into the mirrors, green and yellow colors begin to form and begin to appear. Um, A dark green coat appears and seems to come out of the mirror and it just seems to just come across, lay across, like if you hold out your arms, it slides on, perfectly fit. Followed by a yellow vest that comes over um, with a white button-up shirt and with dark green slacks and black shoes. Um, You feel around in your pockets and you feel and you gain the knowledge of a locksmith. So now I need you to tribute 8 attribute points to your character sheets as you now are a locksmith very well okay you gain all the knowledge of a, what a locksmith would be so how a lock would work how a tools would open and close doors you would understand uh, basic on how doors um, uh, what would, how much force would require to open a door etc etc Um, as you are, um, sitting there admiring your suit, uh, you hear a patter of feet (laughs) come up. Oh! Beautiful, beautiful! So beautiful. And he kind of pulls you really quickly. He drags you, Ben, back out into the main room. And he puts Ben out in the
6: middle of the room. And he,
2: next, next, next!
6: I walk forward. Okay, nice. i push Ben. I might as well go next. Okay, he grabs oh, Chris. Grabs Chris. Takes him to the back. Chris,
2: I also need you to make me a straight D12 check. Sticks. Okay, you catch the same Superman hoodie on your way to the back. Um, he, once again, pulls you in front of ears. and... Uh, Alright uh, I need you to look into the mirrors When you are done uh, Let me know or I will come back in Two minutes time and I will Pull you back like I did with your friend um, So goodbye And he jumps back out into the main uh, You I hear? Wait, bye <laughs> bye And then look in the mirror Okay I need you to roll me A d20 Twelve
6: Twelve.
2: Okay. Chris, I also need you to have... I need you to also uh, pick two colors of your choice. Silver and blue. Silver and blue. Okay. As you're staring into the mirror, colors of silver and blue begin to flash around before coming out is a silver uh, coat as it drapes around your arms. Fits perfectly. No dress needed. A dark blue vest appears with a white shirt. And it comes over you. Fits you perfectly. You also get uh, silver slacks. And dark blue dress shoes. As you That's are... As you admire your suit. You also begin to feel like you're picking up on smart social cues. As you are a social scientist from that era. meaning that you are able to pick up on social cues from other people. Uh, It's a little bit harder with this group, but if you are in unfamiliar groups, you are instantly able to kind of pick up like other people's cues, how they, their body movements. uh, If they're hiding something, it's a lot easier for you to spot than anybody else. Um, And behaviorisms, uh, you are able to pick up on that, again, more quickly if somebody's trying to hide something from you again you can pick up it right away so as... I can read people easier
0: mhm
2: okay as, and then I also need you to attribute 8 points into your sheet as the man comes back out oh magnifique, magnifique. and he grabs you real quick by your hand um, drags you back out into the main area and he goes next 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 next
4: I, I step forward, seeing Chris come out because
2: this like a night. But I, I guess this is safe. Okay, um, <laughs> as he as he kind of comes behind you, come on, come on, come on, as he kind of directs you into the back. Uh, I also need you to give me a, a D twelve.
4: No
2: <laughs> you see something red and blue? You're not quite sure what it is as he directs you into the back. He stands you in front of the same mirrors and says, All right, like the other two before, I'm going to explain to you. I need you to look into the mirror. And either A, you can, once you are done looking into the mirror, you say done, or you uh, come back in two minutes' time, and I will come grab you." Okay. As he, okay, bye. And he backs back out. And... I look into the mirror. Okay, I need you to roll me a d20, please. 15. Yes, Chris. Okay. You said 15?
4: Yes, 15. Oh!
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. As you look into the mirror, you begin to see... black and gray colors begin to swirl across the mirror the first thing that jumps out is a gray shirt as it comes around um i'll actually i'll leave it up to you would you like a shirt or like a slack or would you like a kind of like a like a slim not puffy looking dress i will leave that up to you
4: Uh, knowing the time females wearing male clothing was very 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 frowned upon unfortunately As I stab them in the eye um <laughs> uh <sighs> it, 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 that that's the that's the hang up is because like me personally i would take to wearing the male clothing. Okay. Any day of the week. Okay. Uh, But I also have survival instincts of I don't want to stand out since I am clearly feminine with androgynous-leading features. So... Like, if there's something that can bind my chest, I would wear male clothing, but typically the bindings of that day and age were not comfortable and very hard to breathe in, and so it's probably gonna have to be feminine. Closer. Sorry! This is how my mind works on that! Uh, survivability! what's going to draw the less attention a female in male clothing or a female in female clothing so i'm going to go with the one that would draw less attention
5: A moment technical difficulties
7: Please, please uh,
4: stand by with us.
5: You're quiet now. You're like not, I can't hear you.
7: Sorry about that. Just letting everyone know that we're still having some technical difficulties. Please, um, please bear with us. ethan to get back on here how about we all take this to let's talk about a little bit of the end of the end of the campaign well our first one the first one ever yeah for all of us Uh, yeah
5: very emotional
7: yeah very emotional so how do you guys feel about that i I, i'm not kidding i was a little little on on the verge of some tears
5: yeah i don't cry yeah i cried after the fact (laughs)
6: I was happy how our GM did it. Honestly, yeah. Oh yeah, We did a great together. job. I'm
7: yeah, I'm not back. kidding. I was I was cracking up when you Kara got to have Bakira Wolf out again.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: I almost cried there. <laughs> oh, I was so excited to play Bakira one last time.
0: Oh. Ooh.
7: Is he? Is he back, ladies and gentlemen? All
2: right. Sorry about that.
5: <clears throat> You're good.
2: Had some technical issues, but they have now been resolved. Okay. So, as I was saying, you approach the mirror. You are looking into it, and you begin to see gray and black colors begin to swirl in the mirror. Um and as you are sitting there looking at it, um excuse me, Kara mm-hmm. Gray shirt appears out of the um mirror, wraps around, and you notice that it is a um not as Not nice looking, but it's definitely something that uh, uh, has some wear and tear in it, um, a little bit. Uh, Black slacks appear, and popping out as the last uh, with a pair of black slacks. And coming out of the mirror, you see a white apron as it comes out, lands on you. And then as it ties up, you notice you begin to see a whole bunch of blacksmith tools appear on your hip.
3: As you are a blacksmith,
2: and these clothes are what you would be wearing is if you were a blacksmith. Also attribute 8 points to your character sheet, and... You have all the knowledge of how swords, knives, weapons are made. Uh, you can identify very quickly uh, damage type of a weapon. If something were to be like a piece of wood were to get struck, you could tell if it was a sword or a knife. So, uh, so as he comes in the back, oh, magnifique, magnifique, as he quickly grabs you. Uh, pulls you pulls you into the back room and he looks at you, Elliot. Last one. Yes, yes.
0: Yes.
5: And I step forward.
2: As he guides you into the back. Come on. Come on. Uh, no time. No time. As he directs you into the back. Uh, also give me a straight D12.
5: Okay. Six.
2: Okay. You also see the red and a red and blue hoodie laying on top of a pile of uh, other clothes before being brought into the back and brings you to stand to you in front of the mirrors. And he goes, All right. In front of you, you have the mirrors. I will come back in two minutes time or until you tell me that you are ready, uh, look into the mirrors and uh, your outfit will appear before you. Yes? Okay. And, okay, Manifique as he steps back out, as he heads back out into the main hall. Elliot, give me a d20, please.
0: Okay. 18.
2: Reroll, please.
5: Uh, 14.
0: Okay.
2: Hmm. You stare into the You stare into the mirror and colors of green and brown begin to swirl in the mirror. Hmm Takes takes a minute, but soon a green shirt pops out and comes on perfect fit. Uh, brown slacks, brown shoes here. Um, followed by a brown apron that pops out hmm. as it lands on you, and you look around and you get to see you begin to see various glass vials and different plants as you have taken an apothecary. Ooh and you know all manners of plants, which ones are poisonous, which ones are edible, which ones, and you can even identify them not just by sight, but also by smell. So if someone concocts them into a potion, you can instantly know what ingredients make up that particular potion. Uh, If you have the ingredients set on hand, you can make any potion that could cure, or you you know which potions can cure and which potions can harm. I also need you to attribute eight points to your character sheet okay as the owner comes back in and goes oh, all these outfits are just oh, Magnificent." as he brings you escorts you back into the main room and he goes no 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 benefactor uh, also had these and he puts out four envelopes as and you guys look at and they're sitting, they're sitting there on the countertop with your name
6: on the front of every envelope. I will hesitantly
2: take the one with my name on and open yeah, it Yeah, I'll up. take mine. Okay. Stay
4: here. Okay.
2: Kara, um, are you taking yours? Yep. Okay. You open up. Are you guys opening them up or are you guys just looking at them?
0: I'm going to open, open mine up.
2: On. Okay, you first thing you notice is that this is a very despite it being a envelope, it has some weight to it. This is very rich parchment, this is very thick parchment. You open up the envelope, it's a not just like a rip across, it is a seal. Meaning that nobody else has opened up these, that whoever gave you these has stamped it and was has let no, let nobody else open. So as you pull on that tab, the seal opens up, and you guys have an invitation as you guys open up. It has dear followed by your name. So dear Ben, dear Chris, dear Carl, dear Elliot. You have been invited to join um, me and my group of friends up at my estate. Um, Please uh, please come uh you um uh, just present this invitation to the gate guard and you will be let in. Uh please arrive no later than um late or early evening as once it reaches the 8 p.m. hour or early evening hour, you will uh you will be not be not allowed to come in. Signed okay. signed the count on the bottom. And the uh, count who's the count oh drop count uh oh
5: uh, uh. uh, anyways all right, oh. let's go. we should probably hurry i don't know how um
7: i have. i i i want to turn to the the shop owner real quick um M- monsieur, I have a question yeah I'm very busy okay uh it'll be quick uh what what city are we in where are we in in in, in lovely France? Marseille. The beautiful oh. port
2: town of Marseille.
7: Oh, okay, thank you. Oh, uh, I turned to everybody else. Where where is this uh, where where is this um um invitation now? Where are we supposed to go? I'm assuming it's just outside the city.
6: That is an estate by the count, so we ask where the count lives and a pretty Oh, you got Midiano. an invitation to the count! And you hear so that's
2: what that is. The Count just lives up the hill. It will take you... It's about a... It's a short little walk from here. It's the biggest mansion on top of the hill. You can't possibly miss it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm very busy. I see. Thank you. Hey, hey, thank you, Monsieur. Au revoir. Thank you. Au revoir. I'm
7: going to walk out before he kicks me out. Yeah, I yeah, well, I, I well, rush I out of there. i well, uh... my, I'm holding my hat and I rush out.
4: And good. I looked at Chris, and I am like, so you're going to be jealous on uh, what skills I got.
5: Well, get to kick you. You guys are all going to be jealous no, of mine. you
4: probably don't want to kick
5: me.
7: What's yours, Elliot?
5: I'm an apothecary.
7: Oh, you can get us a like an
5: alchemist. Good. Yeah, I do the
4: brewing. get Bruin. some drugs. <laughs> uh, I'm a blacksmith?
7: I just oh, cool. You, you can I, make um, swords I and stuff. I kind of look I in. I like of, I, I'm a locksmith, I guess. Pretty
6: cool. Uh, what are you, Chris? I'm a social scientist. You're right a... lying to me now, honey. Oh
7: yeah. <laughs> well, Don't be surprised nice. if they call you like. Um... Oh, there's a bunch of different names for you where you are, Chris. But yeah, you you. They're gonna probably get asked if you if, if you know like Voltaire or, or some other famous philosopher, maybe even Victor Hugo.
5: So, we're just a bunch of normal working people, and we got invited to a mansion or manor?
6: Would we really call us normal with how we got here and all of this? And how we got these clothes!
5: Yeah, I'm also not looking forward to meeting a count, because I don't feel... "Mm, You know what, maybe being a vampire wouldn't be that bad, but...
7: (laughs) why why, why do you figure he's a vampire? Because his
5: name is the Count! Uh, He's not... Uh, He's not uh, Dracula!
6: Don't make fun of my it ancestor,
7: they're bad. I'm not making fun of your ancestor, but your ancestor is was not a vampire.
6: No, he just had very principles that I enjoy.
7: Yeah, yeah, hey, hey, we all got our hobbies, we all got our hobbies, I'm just... I, I, okay, guys, I don't think this is a vampire. If, if Anyway, if if I we bet do, he is, and I'm gonna
5: start walking.
4: We <sighs> probably shouldn't keep the Count waiting if he's expecting us!
7: No, no, of course not. Should we get him a gift?
6: With, with what? what?
0: Uh, that's <laughs> with fair. <clears throat>
6: that's pick fair. up okay. some flowers on the way there and we'll uh, yeah.
7: I I don't see, I, I, do I, I see any flowers? I oh, just my, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I just start focused. following I, I'm following uh, everybody.
4: Uh, as, as we're walking, I am looking around, because
2: You I am
4: not familiar with this place, so
2: Sure, sure. Make me a. Make me a brains check.
4: All right, so it'll be a D ten, and that's a two.
2: <laughs> Everybody seems. Um, I will say you do notice that everybody's not like eyeing you guys suspiciously as you guys were before. Uh, you, they seem to just as you guys are walking up the hill. They're actually like a couple of them actually are like either tip in their cap or like wave into you guys as you guys are walking past um, um, as they seem to kind of take you more in but you don't notice anything abnormal out of anybody as you're walking up
5: good they don't care that my hair is yellow I'm gonna look around
2: too sure um, also make me a brains check
5: okay so that's legendary and I got a one. <laughs>
2: Okay, same thing. You I walk i so cool again, right now. Again, you see people meeting and greeting you, but you don't. Uh, you don't see anything that would cause uh, suspicion. Matches yeah. my
5: real brains level.
7: Uh, can I, uh, GM? Would I be able to look around, and see if I recognize uh, any landmarks of Marseille this time? Not too.
2: Mm-hmm. Go ahead, make a brains check. Okay, brains check for me. That is
7: E. Uh, that's a legendary for me.
6: Yeah, i jealous of my wife, so I'm not paying attention.
7: All right, uh, GM, I rolled a three out of four.
0: Okay.
2: You look around. Um, nothing seems to be jumping out of you as far as like historical landmarks. Um, You do know that um, as you are approaching the hill that uh, this is what you would know to be where uh, uh, like the count or people of nobility would live. Um, You don't know uh, who lives here, although you do get a sense that like this, whoever is here is the ruling patron of this town. As you guys are, mm. as you guys are walking up this hill, that you do realize that this, like whoever you're going to, is like the big bad honcho of this town.
5: Yeah, um, I actually oh, also cool. want. I to... feel so addressed uh, do... now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, do do I notice any like flowers that could come in handy for my apothecary skills that I have now on the way Um, you or any like used... herbs, like plant life.
2: No, unfortunately, uh, as you're walking up the hill, you do realize that they have, like, paved, so any sort of, like, wildlife, uh, they don't appear, like, at, there's no plants, nothing on mm. the street. That would be, like, nothing than other common, maybe common weeds or, like, flowers, but, like, they're yeah. just, or nothing that you, that would help you aid you in apothecary. Um, All right. That is until you reach the gates upon reaching the gate you see um this ginormous mansion easily another short walk from just from the front gates to the mansion itself the mansion is at least three to four stories tall uh there are numerous windows on each level a grand staircase uh, splits the front entryway so you can either go left or right up a twirling staircase there's also a staircase that goes down to a lower door that sits on the front door of the house. Uh, you don't know how many rooms are on the inside, but from if you make, if you were to quickly count the windows, you see that there are about ten windows to each different floor. Uh, just on the front side of the house. You're not having counted the back, nor the sides. You approach, you approach the gate, and you see a gentleman... Um, Probably early 30s wearing a black suit, a uh, short little tie, uh, black slacks, black black uh, shoes and wearing a white uh, shirt with a gray undercoat or a gray vest as he as he approaches or as you approach him.
0: Uh,
2: do you have an invitation?
7: I show yeah. My, you know. I show I I show my invitation.
2: Oh, okay. And as he grabs the, um, as he grabs the invitation, he looks over. He actually turns it. He turns the invitation over to see the seal, um, and he goes, "Thank you for joining us." As he tucks the invitations, all four of them, into his jacket pocket, as he opens the door, and he goes, "Welcome to the mansion." of Monte Cristo as he opens up the door uh, as you guys are standing in the the in, in the shadow of the mansion of the county Monte Cristo
7: I look to everybody else and whisper did they just say what I think he just said
2: I have no
5: idea who that is. Yeah, you, yeah,
7: you don't, do you not read a book?
5: No! I don't know how uh, I'm so smart now.
7: Uh, uh kind of Monte oh. Cristo, very famous person, uh, basically, uh, GM, am I allowed to give him a rundown of the history of, of, of the kind of Monte Cristo? No. Okay.
2: As your knowledge of Monte Cristo has changed now that you guys are in it.
7: Oh, what's that history? I'm not sure anymore of anything. Up is down, down is up. Chickens can fly, pigs can swim. I don't know anymore. Yeah. Yeah, somehow that happened too.
5: Hey, I'm wearing green too. Mine's just green and brown.
7: I was just thinking of I was thinking of Pam and the Green Bay Packers when I was in that standing in front of the mirror I don't know why Uh, okay should
5: we go into the main entrance
7: uh yeah I'll 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 go in first guys
2: I'm gonna watch uh, the butler though the butler is just standing by the front gate like he's got a job to stand there and just watch the gate
6: okay okay
7: I I go up to the main door and I. I, I
2: As you, as you approach the main door, there are two sets of butlers on either side, and as you approach, they open up the doors for you.
7: Okay.
2: You you step. You step inside and go go ahead, Kara.
4: I feel really underdressed for this now. Oh.
2: Uh, you, hear butlers, you hear the butler you hear the butler say you hear the butlers one of the butlers whisper down towards you Kara you're not underdressed last week we had a little boy come in and was playing and he was covered in mud from head to toe trust me I don't think you're underdressed thank you as <laughs> as you step in you guys are walking across white marble floors you see a, a giant or a grand staircase that leads up onto the second floor uh, with the stairs are white with wood brown um, steps you notice that uh, the railing does um, kind of wrap around into many of doors you're not sure if the bedroom studies whatever but you look up and you can, see, you can count that there are four doors immediately off to the right as soon as you reach the top staircase and that there are six um, six on the left and that if you were to go straight off the staircase as soon as you reach the top landing, that there are eight doors heading straight off the staircase. This place is massive. As you guys step inside, you see various other—you see—actually, yeah, you see about 12 people. Um, either you you see a couple conversing here, you see some conversing here, um, but um, just people— um, having conversations you see one gentleman over by himself uh with a uh, with a glass of some sort of liquid you're not sure what he's drinking um but he's off by himself just sitting on a uh at what appears to be like a nearby table and chairs as he's just seems to be kind of observing looking around uh kind of noticing everybody um doing you know talking or discussing business whatever they might be doing.
7: i kind of look around if i and i kind of turn everybody Okay, so uh, we should probably go find the Count and make our introductions because it's, you know, polite and he's obviously nobility and he's going to get really mad if we don't do that.
5: Yeah, I feel so out of my element here.
7: Uh, Tell me about it. Somehow I'm a locksmith. Um, I kind of look around and I, um... I don't see any help, like, there's, I... I you to wonder...
2: you go ahead and make a brains check. Brains check, okay. That is four. Oh, four out of four. Okay, you see numerous people walking to and fro across the marble floor. Uh, mainly butlers, as they are serving food and drink of a various size. You do notice that as they're beginning the rounds, they have now begun to include you into their various foods and drink offerings. They are offering you what appears to be uh, sampler foods and uh, various drinks in various glasses um, ranging from wines to some um, alcohol, stronger alcohol like liqueur Um, and whether you take... Okay. One um, of the butlers just reaches up, hands you a liqueur and makes his rounds.
7: I I try to stop one of them and ask, uh, where's the 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 Monsieur Count, we, we we would like to make our introductions
2: to him. The Count de Monte Cristo, oh, Count de Monte Cristo. Um, the Count is attending um, to some business. Real quick, um, I will let our head butler know, um, and that once he is uh, finished with his business, that he, he may make himself bar. That way, you guys may present himself and
6: introduce yourselves.
7: Of 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 course, thank you, and okay. I. I can I, can I see, would it be so kind if I could have a glass of your, your the wine
2: that you were serving? Sure. Pours you a glass of uh, red or white?
7: Uh, Red, please.
2: Pours you a glass of red wine, hands you across, looks over to you, Elliot.
5: I'll take some white wine.
2: Hand you a glass of white wine. Thank you. And then proceeds the with his... And you hear, you hear mm-hmm. I'll take water, you hear another butler comes out with a glass of water, hands it to you. It's like these people people are always around with serving trays um, with food. Like You get the sense that if you wanted something, you just simply have to yell it out and they it will be served to you. A
5: pony.
2: Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not, oh, I'm, I'm, sorry. No, but,
2: I'm sorry, but if you want to ride the ponies, the ponies are outside on the front lawn. They're grazing right now, but I'm sure that in two hours time, you may go for a ride on one, if you so desire.
5: Oh my god, guys. I like it here so far.
2: We're not riding the horses.
5: I know. I know.
4: I know. I, I, I kind of just I'm I'm glancing around like and, and, and sipping the liqueur. I'm not overly indulging in it. I'm just like occasionally sipping on it like you take
2: I, I... you take a sip of the liqueur and it instantly like as soon as it hits the back of your throat and begins to go down it has like a nice soft burn as it goes down uh makes you as soon as you hit your stomach it's nice warm makes you feel really comfortable this is really good liqueur that you're drinking like like a you, bottle? what's that
7: seven hundred dollar
2: bottle no that we would be putting afford- it that, no 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 more than that i, I you take um, a sorry. go ahead ben
7: I was gonna. T- I was gonna walk over to Ellie and take a sip of my wine, just kind of like see how this tastes.
2: Uh, you yeah, taste.
0: We'll
2: you both take a sip of your wine. Uh, the wine doesn't burn. It's a nice sweet wine. Uh, like it's like like grapes freshly pressed. Like this isn't made like you know. Uh, it's not diluted. You get the full grapes, berries, whatever you are sipping on. You can taste the bitter, you can taste the alcoholic taste in it, but you get the sense that this is more of a fruit wine, uh, inden- intending to entertain guests for long periods of time.
7: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not um,
5: is anybody wine looking guest. at us weird for the way that we're dressed or anything? Uh,
2: two things, uh, Elliot. One, you can taste that there are seven different kinds of berries in this wine um you can taste grapes, blueberries, raspberries, uh blackberries and um two berries you can't it's almost escape like they're almost about to escape your tongue and then you realize that they managed to slice up peaches and apples and cut up very finely and add it to this mix like to this wine as you are sipping it. Okay. Hmm the second thing nobody's staring at you weird no in fact the gentleman that is um sitting by himself kind of nods like if you if you were to go over and talk to him that he'd be willing to talk to you guys but nobody everybody kind of looks at you guys kind of like waves well you know it kind of gives like a a wave of greeting but doesn't look doesn't seem to be look at you guys weird
5: Hey, that, that guy, it seems like he's okay if we go talk to him. Should should we go over there, or do you think we'd crowd him?
7: I mean, we could, um, a couple of us can go over there and talk. Man, At let's first. hug him.
5: Just, don't, don't hug just him. I'll, I'll pretend I don't know you.
7: I uh, I would like and to I'll, approach the gentleman and with Elliot, if that's okay, Elliot.
0: Yeah.
3: Sure. Yeah, you go up to him?
5: Uh hello, and knowing the time period I'm gonna curtsy even though I'm not wearing anything feminine.
2: I uh I take my hat off if I haven't already taken He he just looks at you guys and he no it's greetings. Um I couldn't help but notice I haven't seen your faces around here very much. Um where where might you guys might be from? Are you guys from around here?
7: I, I very I, much I, not I say, good day, monsieur, I am uh, I am Benjamin, and I am uh, my associates and I, we hail from uh, America.
5: Yes, oh. I'm Elliot.
2: Elliot and Ben. My name is Etienne Dupont. Uh, I help, I've helped account on numerous investigative dealings with, if he seems to have troubles or just in kind of Investigate stuff around his home, kind of like what you would call a detective of sorts. Um, mm-hmm. um the but I couldn't help but notice that you guys, um, well, you guys, you guys seem very uncomfortable. Um, is everything all right with you guys? Are you guys, you guys okay? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're, new we're to okay. The
5: city. It's just the big, big differences.
2: Yes,
7: yes. As you, I mean, obviously. Or don't have any in and out. Um we, we simply don't have anything as grand and beautiful as uh, Marseille in America. Not yet.
2: Not yet. Well you guys are always, you know, looking to uh, what what did they say? Uh, I can't even think of that saying anymore. Um it's been so long. Um do me a favor. Um, why don't you invite your other two friends to come over here and join us um, not that I don't Not that I don't, unless you guys are willing to explore the house or talk to other people but um, the other guests um, I do notice and he points over to a woman in a black really fancy dress black uh, elbow sleeve gloves um, with a black hat a short black cowl and is has blonde hair her in particular, she's very suspicious of new people. Um, she won't say oh. anything in the in the presence of the count. But let's just say she's is she won't do anything in front of the count. But if you guys were out on the street, the guards would be on to you guys. Just she's very she's very anxious. Let's just say.
5: I can relate to that. Okay, and I'm gonna wave over. Uh, the other two,
6: Chris and Kara. i'm gonna go over
5: I'm gonna
4: follow I'm okay.
6: gonna hold my wife's arm and I'll bring her over uh, uh.
2: honey as, as you guys are walking over um he leans down towards uh he leans down towards the two of you. Are they a
7: couple? Uh, yes, 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 they are, uh, they are a couple. The, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Coil. Coils. It's Coil, forgive me, yes.
2: Oh, well, as I have said to my, as I said to your other friends here, Mr. and Mrs. Coil... Yeah. Is that am I saying that correctly? Uh, my yeah. name is Etienne Dupont. Um, I am a detective of sorts, and I help the count on, kind of just making sure everything around here stays, stays trouble free, so to speak. Lying to me? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and make a, make a charm check. them social sort of scientist skills to work.
0: I
6: don't see got uh, 3 out of 6 3 out of nope. 6 or 3 nope, out maybe. of go ahead uh because I'm master on that but with my That'd skill, be an eight. I... that'd be a D8 not a D6. Oh. Oops.
2: 4 out of 8. Okay? So you pass. Um you get the sense um he is telling you the truth about what his job title is in the mansion. However, you get the sense that he is definitely, what he does is f- like far more than what he has implied or told you guys.
6: He has a far bigger role that he'd like to let on. I'm gonna keep that to myself. I was not gonna say anything in front of these guys with him right there as I'm gonna okay. watch this detective. Okay. Um,
2: he, um he kind of waves a butler over the butler drops off a variety of drinks, a couple more glasses of wine, a couple more glasses of liqueur, some water. Um, another chef comes, another butler comes by this time, carrying various samples of food. Um, some of it is like the food around the area would be like fish, um, various fish dishes. However, there are a few times that they come around with like salads, of various vegetables and uh, fruits that are in or around the native land, uh, um, as you guys got now like a, a variety of food and um, a variety of food and drink in front of you guys in, at this table, as the as Ataine kind of sits back in his chair and goes, "So, what brings you to the house of the Count de Monte Cristo?" Um. Uh...
6: That's what we're trying to figure out. We gained invitations without knowing the man. Yeah, it's very strange. Very. Do... Do you have, like,
2: uh, the invitation, perhaps? The uh, butler the has it. The
5: butler at the
2: gate. Did you say the butler at the
0: gate? Yeah,
5: yeah at the gate. He let us in, um, but he asked for our invitations first.
2: should he He kind of he kind of pauses for a second and then well I know most of the butlers that are in around here but if it's if it's a butler at the gate then he took your invitations that must have been none other than the count's own personal butler uh he must have taken him uh he, he protects the count's privacy um very, very much so. Even I don't know all the secrets of the Count. Um, um, as he kind of looks around at you guys and says, uh, uh, so, any is there any questions that I can maybe help you guys answer? Um, anything I can help you out with? So, um, hmm. may, may
6: I ask, what
2: is the Count?
5: Cutting out. What this is
7: not um be the count's official name I understand the count is his title
2: he I've only known him as the Count of Monte Cristo I don't know his full name
7: not even his Christian name
2: not even Christian name he keeps that one very very private not even serve Robert but Tuzio does the hypnosis for me.
5: Hmm. Huh. Oh, I'm sure he has his reasons.
2: Where, if
7: I, I, I do not wish to seem rude or intrusive, where does the Count hail from originally? His family? Does he, has, does he divulge that information
2: to you? You know, um, rumor has it, uh, he got, he hailed from Cities around here. Others say that he is a nobility from overseas. Stumbled across a vast rich horde and t- gave him the title of Monte Cristo. I see. But nobody knows for sure.
7: Well, he is certainly wealthy if he can afford such a lovely manor
6: and home in the state. Yes, it's gorgeous. I have a question for you, sir. Oh, go right ahead. You know most of these people. Who should we not partake in talking to? Oh. that is very tough. Um,
2: most of the guests here are pretty nice. Uh, they won't treat you with disrespect unless you treat them with disrespect first. Um, however, um, if you're trying to keep secrets, and he points over to um, a woman who is about you know just right around five feet tall um short brown hair kept you know keeps it real nice um short a brown and white dress kind of flowing down to the floor better better keep uh better keep Therry out of Therry Martin out of uh your uh secrets uh she's been known to kind of drop whatever to anybody that's willing to listen in fact, last week, I'm pretty sure she said that I was having an affair with the Count himself, but.
7: My Let's be God, honest. monsieur. Such the thing to say.
2: I know. Such a shame. And um, as you guys are sitting here, um, you hear another, you hear a pair of footsteps walk up and gestures to the chair next to Ed Um Excuse me, Mr. Dupont. May I sit? And he opens the chair up, and sitting down, you see a man, uh, early forties, maybe fifties, and he sits down. And you, as soon as he sits down, you see Etain, kind of go on the defensive, like, mm. um, as he sits down, arms crossed, black shoe, brown vest, white under, you know, white button-up shirt, and black slacks. Ah, uh, you couldn't get his eyes of his, or you couldn't look at his shoes, but he is wearing brown shoes. <sighs> I know known Ed Tain here for a while, but I don't know you for. So he kind of eyes looks at you, for. Just Ed. looking at you.
4: We're new
2: arrivals.
7: Yes, just arrived from uh, America.
2: Americans first it was having your own island now you guys seek to have a land full of freedom now you have to show up into the, one of the most beautiful coastal towns in all of France I'm sorry I do not for like sure you. I do not like you, you guys are you guys interest me but also frustrate me at the same time Please tell me your names. I'm, I'm, forgive
6: me, Hold Monsieur. Up. You have us. A... It is first courteous, is it not, to introduce yourself before we introduce ourselves? If you're asking for our name, you see the man kind of
2: lean back in his chair.
0: My name is Victor Durand.
2: I'm here on personal invitation of the Count himself. And you, you see, Etting, we're all kind of here on the. Invitation of the count himself. And, you know, clearly trying to make you guys feel included in that aspect. Um and you see Victor kinda of look at him and you see Antink kinda of like kind of shiver a little bit and Victor Victor is
6: so I've told you my name. Now tell me yours. I give a gentle bow. My name is Chris Coyle. I'm um, be watching, watching this uh, Victor real closely now.
2: Okay. Looks over at the remaining three of you. Uh, I, and uh, I,
5: I curtsy, Elliot Lystra.
7: I bow and offer my hand. Benjamin Edward from.
0: And
6: stop with the accent, please.
7: Somebody has to fill Aaron's
2: spot. <laughs> he he looks at you. He looks at you, and he he takes him a, three solid seconds, which Chris you pick up almost immediately. But when he shakes his hand, let's just say he he didn't do it out of a courtesy. He did it because he felt like he was he had to, like. He didn't want to shake Ben's hand. But only... But, Chris, you would be the one to pick up on that. Mm. Kara, as he he looks towards you.
4: Kara Coil.
2: Pleasure. As he stands up and grabs one of... I am not
4: of... hiding the... The disdain on my face for this man.
2: As he... As he takes the glass, he's looking at you for drinks and then puts his glass back on the table and spins it. Now that you excuse me, I have other party members to introduce myself to. As he walks off, you see that his stride is one of proud and pompous as he walks off. And you see as, as soon as he leaves, Etting kind of shakes. And he kind of shakes his, <laughs> his head and I didn't think he'd be here.
7: Ugh. I looked here at Monsieur Dupont and, and uh monsieur Dupont. who is that man I...
2: <sighs> well I mean he introduced himself.
7: what does he do what is his wh who is he as i said but beyond his name uh
2: let's just say he is an entrepreneur with a very loud voice oh
4: lovely and i i i take another sip of the drink that i've been nursing
7: like okay i my face
5: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take another big chug of my drink because that man
7: uh, same as with my wine okay
6: water's water
2: okay you guys are it takes you guys are sitting at the table for a few minutes. Um, various butlers come by, but um, everybody else seems to be well deep into conversation um, uh, with whoever they're talking to. Um, uh, when um, all of a sudden you hear um, a loud voice um, call from the balcony uh, on the second level introducing the Count of Monte Cristo and uh, you look up and you see um, a young man late 20s maybe early 30s but this guy this is a young gentleman nice trim beard short trim brown hair uh, wearing um, a white shirt with a red vest over the top wearing a cape black on the outside red on the interior black slacks black shoes Um, he has a pair of yellow or gold um, straps leading from his pants you realize they're coveralls essentially Um, uh, as he steps foot um, various people go up and start greeting him um, and he shakes their hand and he wishes them you know thanks for coming thanks for coming thanks for coming and then he sees Etain and he comes over to the five of them Etain steps up greets him first um, they shake hands and then Ed says allow me to introduce you to the four new friends I have made um, and he gestures to the to the to you four as the count stands in front of the table and gives a slight courtesy bow to the four of you
7: I bow deeply in respect and yeah. say monsieur Count of Monte Cristo it
2: is honored to be P- please please don't bow you're my guest in my home Uh, no need to bow here um thank you for coming um but may I ask I don't wish to pry and he kind of and Etienne at this kind of shoes off and kind of goes and starts talking to somebody else um as he um kind of looks around for a second and he gestures and he, he motions for you guys to follow him and to walk around
6: I, I follow. I, my I follow. And follow. Yeah.
4: Chris, you, you noticed that I do what I do when I am tense and I'm kind of grabbing onto you a little harder than...
0: I
3: mean, I figured <laughs> that. So, go ahead, Kara. <laughs>
4: nobility and I, I i i so i have i have certain types of ancestry so it's just like oh yeah
2: so yeah. he walks he walks down and he goes down to a room down at the far end of the hall he opens the door and holds the door open for the four of you to enter first
7: thank you uh- Missy.
2: Thank you. As you guys enter a room, you can see that this is a study of sorts. A large oak desk sits in the corner of the room with one chair behind it and four chairs out front. You see that there is a fire brewing in the fireplace. Um, under it's a calm, cool collective. You see various rugs of different sizes and shapes. Um, one like a, it's like a train leading from the um, uh, front of the fireplace, leading towards the back of the room. Uh, the interior is red velvet carpet. The walls are white, um, with various paintings along the wall. Um, nothing of historical or of historical or meaningful value, but you do get the sense that these pictures mean may mean something to them.
0: Hmm.
6: once the door is closed I'm going to look to the count so why did we get an invitation when you don't know us
2: he sits, he sits down and he um, sits down behind the desk and um, kind of pulls it up closely and he goes you must be the full Americans from the, that the benefactor has told me so much about.
0: Mm-hmm. How,
7: you know this benefactor?
2: Oh, he wrote me a very detailed letter stressing that I must bring f- five Americans into my house, uh, but... Um, and he looks around, uh, he's like, but... He... Uh, but as... The four of you were last to come in, as my head butler has said. Um, I assume that your compatriot was unable to make it?
0: Uh, What compatriot? Uh...
5: Oh, were we supposed to come with somebody else?
7: I was not aware of this.
5: It's been a long,
4: long day.
2: Oh, I am so... I am so sorry. And he reaches down underneath his desk, pulls out a small glass, pours more liquor into it, my private stash, and he slides it across the table towards you, Kara.
4: <laughs> you know? Oh wow. Uh... Thank you.
6: <laughs> does she have her same alcohol tolerance as in this as she does in real life? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So oh, he. I'll be fine. I he, he looks, looks to the four of you and goes in this letter that was detailed to me and my eyes only not only was I, was I allowed to was I told to have five of you now four enter my home but that there was going to be an assassination attempt on my life oh I get these uh, I get these all the time, so I'm not too worried about it. Um, uh, however, um, this benefactor also wished me to give you this. And he reaches down and he pours out this, puts out this large sack. As soon as it hits the top of the desk, you can hear this loud like sounds of coins clanging on the desk. Hmm. I reach for the sack <laughs> the sack the sack contains benefactor
7: sack huh uh, i hope it would just pass guess
2: <laughs> the sack contains one one as soon as you grab it ben you realize you're going to have to use two hands to take this off the desk
7: i uh <laughs> reach for my hand and I grab the
2: container of content. Sure. You look inside and there are coins various, of various size worth but you get the sense that you can you look in and there's three different types. You see that there are, in fact you see that there are various pence, shillings, and pounds sitting in this sack of money that he has handed across to you. This the the benefactor had wished that should I not be able to uh, if you wish to venture outside of my estate or should you guys ever need anything that he would give you this. His emergency fund. Quote unquote.
5: Okay.
2: Um inside the sack you have split on four people there are 100 pound coins per person 200 shillings and 300 pence per
3: person
5: Okay.
7: Can you say that one more time, GM?
2: Sure. You have 100 pound coins, you have 200 shilling coins, and 300 pence coins.
4: And that's Dang. per each, right?
2: That's yeah. each. That's not collectively, that is each. When you guys. As soon as you guys... He hands you the money, you hear... Now, followed by a loud, blood-curdling scream... As the hey. Count... As the Count quickly gets up... And walks... Um, towards the front door... And... Um, he doesn't even get to the front door... And you and you see... Um, his head butler standing in... The... Uh, doorway... And he's saying... he is saying someone has been murdered in the kitchens and that's where we're gonna take our break so stay with us guys as we read as we are going to take a small break so stay tuned break out of the... work your way out of the Count's office and make your way downstairs. He leads... You follow the Count and his head, Butler. Um, you guys make your way. Uh, open up the kitchen doors and you see a Tateau lying dead Um, on the... you would guess like a counter... yeah, like a countertop of the... uh main kitchen area
0: no uh,
2: I need all of you guys to make brain checks no he was oh. so beautiful okay Starting with Ben. Ben, what'd you get?
0: I got a
7: three.
2: Got a three? Okay. Chris? Three out of four. Three out of four? Okay. Um Ben, what
3: was
7: yours? Oh sorry. It was three out, three out
3: of four. Three out of four? Three out
6: of four. Okay. Cara. You're muted.
4: <laughs> sorry, I pulled a Ben. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of
2: 10. 10 out of 10. Oh, okay. Ooh. And Elliot.
5: 3 out of 4.
2: 3 out of 4. All right. As you enter the room and see Etienne Dupont, um, Ben, the first thing you notice is when you look back towards the kitchen door, you do realize that the kitchen door, um, the door, um, is with you guys entering the room was fully open however you look down at the floor underneath it and you realize the door had been slowly creaked in rather than like full-on busting it so whoever wanted to get in there was very quiet about it um the door lock around the door itself appears to be have uh, uh messed with uh you do realize that somebody whoever was trying to get into the room was not very adept at lock picking um and the wood around the keyhole appears to be frayed and broken uh it opened but it is somebody somebody who tried to get in was not a very good lock pick chris when you enter the room you see that there are four people around one of them is none other than victor durant the other three you don't know. Victor Durant looks upon Etain with a mixture of sadness and disdain. As a, you can't, you you get the sense that he is sad that Etain is gone, but he's repulsed by the crime in which he was killed. The other three express a mixture of the other two express a, express remorse and begin to weep tears, except for the lady on the end. This lady has a pale blue dress um, with brown hair that is tied up into a braid in the back. Um, She has no emotion on her face. Kara, with a critical, you notice that whoever killed Etain Killed him, but then did a really crappy job of trying to cover up the crime. You look upon him, and there are numerous dagger stabs across his body. However, the killing blow was done across his throat, in which a large metal cleaver of sorts was done. But in haste to either try to get out of the room, um, or trying to not be discovered in there with the body, they stabbed the, the body numerous times.
3: Um, in haste to get out of the room. Aww.
2: Elias.
0: Mhm.
2: When you look at him, numerous smells of various plants, most of which you gather come from the wine. However, three poisonous plants instantly tickle your nose. Um, upon kind of trying to figure out where they're coming from, they're not coming from any sort of container, but rather coming from ethane himself. Um, meaning that, um, whoever... You get the sense that Ed Tain did not make a sound when he was killed. So whoever did it made sure he died quietly. Okay. The Count, uh, expresses, um, immediate sorrow, um, before t- turning to his butler, whispering some words, and then the butler goes out and begins locking the doors and begin mm-hmm. locking the gates as now he is trying to solve a murder inside his own home.
5: Yeah, um, I will say he, in... Sorry, go ahead. Um,
2: he turns to the four of you and he says... Uh, he turns to the eight of the people that are in the room and he says, like, you guys don't need to come with me. I need to make a public statement as he guides you guys out of the kitchen and into the main foyer area. Mm-hmm. um and he goes up on the second balcony and Chris being a social scientist you realize that by him doing this he is trying to get everybody's attention without um having to either yell across the large area or um he's not doing it from a position of power rather he is doing it just because it is easier and less taxing across his voice as he's making this announcement
6: okay.
5: Um, if I get a moment in between, I want to kind of whisper to him that he also smelled like poison. And what, what specific plants, if I recognize the specific plants.
2: Um, you recognize one of the plants immediately. The other two, you're you you're like, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. But mm-hmm. one of them is a heavy dose of a poisonous plant called nightshade.
5: Yeah, and I, I make sure that he knows that he, that, uh, attain small like multiple poisonous plants the most noticeable one being nightshade
2: he he takes a second the, and any you can tell um that you don't have to have chris's um social scientist job to know that that half step you realize that he did hear your words but you do realize that he needs to go speak to the people, to the remaining people of the yeah.
5: house. I just wanted to make sure he knew so he wouldn't drink anything or anything in case that was poison too.
2: So um, he addresses the crowd. A tragic murder has occurred in my own home. I'm sorry to do this, but because everybody was in this house when this happened, I don't know who is the actual murderer in this terrible crime for that for that being said you guys are all welcome to stay here as my guests until we get this problem sorted out um we will not involve the police at this current moment in time um however if if you guys wish to leave then that's when i will involve the local police and therefore then a widespread investigation will be done upon this house am i understood and you hear a few people kind of chime up like, yes, yes, I understand. And some express some worry, but most people seem to be kind of happy. And then and then he gestures to the butlers. The butlers lead the people further into the house. Um, and he, um, he comes down um, and he goes, okay. And he turns to the four of you. He goes, you guys were with me when this tragedy occurred. Um, for the time being. I will have, and he turns to Bert Tursui, or Bert, Bert Sudio, and he goes, My name man here will be with you. He will take you guys back. Um, and he points to Elliot. I did hear your words. I need you guys to look into this, but I want you to do it quietly. If you need anything to ask Bert, meanwhile, I'm going to entertain my guests in the moment, If you guys wish to join us later, or wish to update, simply tell Bert, Sui, Bert Bert Suyo and he will lead you into the ballroom It's understood yes sir as he turns and he walks into the the back towards the ballroom area um, and Bert Bert, Bert Suyo opens the kitchen door and allows you guys to enter back into the room back into the room if you guys so wish
5: yeah i um want to as casually as i can try to see if i can smell that nightshade anywhere like on anybody like being i'll kind social... of like walk around and you know sip at my my wine that i know i've been sipping on so i know it's safe
6: being a social scientist i'm actually not going to go in the kitchen i'm going to watch the people and their reactions and who they talk to and where okay so i want
0: i want to go, go room?
2: So, i want to go ahead Ben.
7: i was gonna say i was gonna check out the kitchen door and see if i can see what what instrument was used to try and open the door any other on the door okay
2: Kara.
4: i'm actually taking a closer look at that bo- at the body and the wound, wounds itself themselves okay.
2: Okay, and then Elliot, are you going with Chris, or are you staying back with Kara Ben and...
5: Um, Karin? so, so I, I want to see if I can smell any of that nightshade around the kitchen. If I can't find it in the kitchen, I'm gonna go with Chris and see if I can smell, like, it on any of the people. But I'm gonna sure. do my best to not just, like, walk over and sniff people. I'm gonna try
2: to do it, like, casually. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so for the kitchen, I need you to roll a brains check.
5: Okay. Uh, me or everybody in
2: there? Just you. Okay.
5: Okay. Four out of four.
2: Okay. You smell around the kitchen. You can't pick up anything coming from containers. You can't pick it up from anybody that might have been working in the kitchen. You notice that the nightshade smell is coming from Ed mouth so you get the sense that somebody put it over his mouth one so that way he wouldn't make a sound but then two he would probably pass out within seconds of that stuff hitting his lips
5: okay so it's like an old style chloroform correct okay um, knowing that I'm going to come back to Kara since they're checking out the body and I'm going to let them know that I didn't smell any um, nightshade in the kitchen and that it was probably used like you Okay.
0: Okay.
2: Um, Elliot, I need you to do um, Okay, so everybody put a mark in your clue points on your sheet. As you guys, had all successfully identified the clues from the first original group. And then elliot i need you to put in a second one um for going for going back and picking up the um that nightshade smell coming from Ed Thain.
6: okay
2: here's how these clue points work these clue points are used that to help you keep track of whatever um uh, throughout the course of the game you can either a uh use these clue points to um the primary use is that once you get three of them, you can spend them to gain one ability score increase in any of your skills.
5: Mm. Um,
2: to increase one skill by one. Okay. But once you spend them, you have to have somebody else tell you, as you do not remember why why you like uh, you got that ability score increase, but you do not remember the clues that led you up to that point. Mm. so but if you were to take notes and have them down you would instantly look down and then you would be able to recount what is going on okay okay so um no patch mm-hmm. or you could just yeah so chris you for a second you go out into the main ballroom count addresses everybody they start doing a dance. To kind of calm everybody's nerves um a few of the women try to get the sense try to dress try to dance with the count um from their social cues you gather that they are probably trying to either put him at ease or try to garner information out of them but the count is very very good at keeping secrets and so you get the sense that he's probably not going to tell anything despite their charms However, you do notice that one person is not dancing with the main group, or two people are not dancing. You see Victor Du or you see Victor Durand and you see the mysterious pale blue dressed woman um, standing off, not even like looking at each other, but rather having drinks and watching everybody dance on the dance floor.
6: Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move to our side of the wall, not where I can keep an eye on them too, but also not be so into the dancing. Okay, I need you to make an agility check. Okay. That's a D-10. Six out of ten. Okay.
2: You successfully slink back into the wall, observing people. Um, And for the next few minutes, you observe everybody dancing and having a good time although you kind of get the stress you kind to get the sense that the stress and the tension of the room is still high of everybody thinking about what has happened for now we turn back over to ben who is investigating the door um ben make me a brains check please okay brains check is a four down three out of four Okay. You notice that the door was done with a very crude weapon, not even proper locksmith tools. Probably a probably a small tool like a pin or like a small metal hook, but not what you would typically see to unlock doors. This is the reason why the wood is frayed around the keyhole. You do notice that the doorknob itself is also loose. You know that like Man of the count stature, all the doors would be nice on there, nice and tight. That any sign of loose or frayness around the door handle indicates that somebody was trying to either break into the kitchen really quickly or push down on the doorknob simultaneously at the same time. For that, add a clue point to your, um, to your sheet. And then uh, for you, Chris, I also need you to make a brains check as well. And then finally, we turn to Kara.
0: Kara, I need you to
2: make four out of four, Chris. Okay, I'll come back to you. Mm -hmm. Kara, Mm -hmm. I need
3: you to make a brains check.
4: Five out of ten.
2: Okay. You look over the body um the the quick glance earlier kind of provided you with like yeah like a dagger or was done on the body while a big butcher cleaver was done around the kill shot in the throat you get the sense that the knife that was used was probably something with a very small blade that actually if he was alive he would just be bleeding profusely it wouldn't actually have killed him But it was done in haste and done so quickly that that um, it was sloppy. However, you get the sense that the cleaver cut was done very precise. It was one swift motion and that the cleaver that was used would be typical. What you see butchers use to cut up meat. I need you to add a clue point to your sheet, please.
4: I'm crisp. gonna also look around Oh, sorry
2: go, go ahead, no, go ahead, Kara Go
4: ahead I'm as- I'm also gonna look around Because knowing that This was going to be messy I'm gonna look for a trail of blood Make
2: a brains check
5: Is advantage Three a out of ten. Is advantage a thing? Can I help?
2: You can also make a brains check.
5: Okay. No, bi crit failed.
2: Okay. Um, there appears to be, I will say, um, not a from a lack of not noticing, but you guys do not see a blood trail need from it. Chris. As you're noticing people on the dance floor, um, the, you do also notice that like there are violinists and pianists and stuff playing new music. There's an orchestra for this type of music. You look around and now Victor and the woman have now joined in the dancing. However, you do notice that there is a couple off to the side having a very heated argument for what appears to be about 10 or 15 seconds before the woman gives the man a hard like, shove, and then walks away from him. Add a clue point to your sheet.
6: No, I'm going to keep watching. But actually, I'm going to try to move into the dance floor, see if I can be social and try to see if anyone wants to dance with a stranger.
2: Make a charm check.
6: The eight,
3: 4 out of 8. Okay, you go out of the dance
2: floor. Doesn't take long before you do realize that the innkeeper that Etain pointed out to you earlier has now taken your hand and say Oh, you would like to dance? Let's dance! And she quickly grabs you and starts dancing with you in a what appears to be a fast-moving dance jig
6: across the floor. Okay, I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm just going to dance while watching people as I can, as well as the one, the innkeeper who I'm dancing with. Okay,
2: she she looks up at you and she just starts looking around and she goes, <sighs> she goes. <sighs> You know what I'm hearing a lot of gossip around here, and she's you know kind of dancing around the dreadful murder, and like actually spins you around, and like she is clearly in charge of the dance number that you guys are dancing.
6: And she goes, "But I don't
2: recognize your face. What might be your name?"
6: It is first common courtesy to introduce yourself before asking someone their name. Ah, uh, this is true. Uh, my name is
2: Terry Morton. And you would be...
6: Chris Coyle.
5: That's mm. the blabbermouth, I think.
6: Uh, a
2: pleasure. And she pulls you back in. And she starts dancing. And she goes, you know, I've heard some terrible rumors. Before this whole party. I knew something evil was going to happen here tonight. And she kind of like looks around and then kind of like whispers, Do you know that... Adelie and a tame were you know couple right who is this Adelaide she points to the mysterious uh mysterious pale blue dress woman um and says, don't you know her she's the she is the like the people that put she she writes everything down and and has people she puts her all around town she is like you know I people say I'm the source of gossip but man she's the one that makes it so that everybody knows. You don't say. Oh, I I know. It's a scandal, right? A guy with so many secrets and somebody that's willing to post it. Well, I think
3: this is... Don't you think?
6: There's always more than meets the eye. Oh, you got
2: that right. And she finishes the dance and then she goes, ah, I need something to drink.
0: Farewell, Mr.
2: Coyle. And she, like, dances. She, like, kind of walks over to a butler that's got a, um, a gut thing and takes, like, a cup that's got full of the liqueur that's pretty much three-quarters of the way full and drowns it in one fell drink. So, we turn back to the three that are in the kitchen.
3: Ben, Kara, and Elliot.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. After after you guys, well, thirty thirty about minute and a half to almost two minutes of you guys like either like silence or you guys just busy looking around for other stuff. Um. You hear uh Bert Bertui uh Bert Bertcio ask you, "Is there anything I can do to help? I want to make sure that my master's reputation is." Very clean.
4: Of course. Um mm. well, it looks like a couple of different blades was used. Um one very small for like bloodletting. And the other was obviously a butcher's cleaver, And that was right across the throat. That's what killed him.
5: And uh so, would everybody here have access to Nightshade, or is that kind of hard to come by?
2: As soon as you say the words Nightshade, his face, for a second, drops. And then before he composes himself. Nightshade?
5: Yes, I'm, I'm afraid his mouth stinks a bit. Are
3: you... are you
5: positive? Absolutely. And multiple other poisonous plants that I can't quite pinpoint.
2: Come with me and he leads you to uh like the pantry he where he he grabs a like he pushes something on the pantry like trim and it spins around he leads you into the back room where you get like elliot this is like apothecary paradise you see various Mm -hmm. plants around you get that pungent smell again of nightshade the other two plants now they have come fully into your nose death root and strangely enough vanilla like but raw vanilla Mm. like it does it's not the sweet smell and stuff that you, you would smell in stores but it's very raw like very raw vanilla
5: yeah, these were the other smells.
2: Who has access back here? Uh, only only the kitchen staff. Um, Etting knew about this room, but... Um, and obviously the Count and I have access to this room. Um...
5: Question. Um, do I see more of those marks as if somebody had to lockpick to get in here and failed at it like uh, Ben saw with the kitchen? Or is this more of like that you can just kind of step right in like,
2: if somebody if somebody knew where this room was um there's no evidence that somebody tampered with this like somebody was able okay. to if if the door was either momentarily open somebody was able to sneak in or if somebody knew where that lock cuz there's no evidence of tampering
5: how long would it mm, is it possible for me to try to make an antidote for or something to help, like a preventative, that I can give the Count to stop him from being able to get knocked out quite like, uh, the chain was.
2: I need you to make a charm check first, because you are, uh, in order for you to accomplish this, you first need to talk to the head butler first. Yeah. To try and convince him that you are doing this strictly for the Count's benefit.
5: Mine was a 4 out of 10.
2: He he seems to hesitate for a second and he goes
5: I'll let you watch the whole thing. I'll explain everything as I go.
2: Okay, make another charm check. Even worse. 2 out of 10. He, he hesitates for a second. Um, but then he he kind of like blocks you um, to a corner of the room where you get more sweet smelling aromas. Um, and he says, "You may only have access to this corner of the room, and nowhere else. Is that understood?"
5: Understood. Does it look like there's anything I can do with this stuff?
2: There are four different plants immediately upon turning around you can see that you could easily make an anti um, death or knockout potion. Um, however, with the ingredients that he has and because of the rare um, because of the rare uh, qualities of this plant, you're only able to make one dose.
5: Okay. Well, I just wanted to make the one to give to the count anyway, so that he could split it if he thought that someone was coming for him. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna try to mix one up.
2: Okay. Uh, I need you to make a, a a brawn or agility check. Your choice.
5: Ooh, okay.
2: Because um, you are act- actively making something.
5: Okay, both are the same. They're both okay. trained. Okay. And I got a 6 out of 10.
2: Okay. Uh, it takes you a little bit longer than usual because of you having to be like, uh, plant and remembering times and stuff, but you are able to successfully, at, at the end, you are able to successfully concoct a, uh, anti-poison or, like, a, a, um, but this anti-poison must be drunk first and not in the presence of somebody being poisoned. If someone's poisoned it is too late. You have they have to drink it first.
5: Okay. Um, so I'm gonna put that into a vial and cork the top off. Um
2: okay.
5: and thank you. This will this will hopefully help. He has to do very specific, but it should keep him safe at least once.
2: He he nods his head and then turns back to Kara and Ben.
4: Uh, do you notice any missing, like, butchers' knives around here, or bloodletting knives?
2: Make a brains check, Kara.
4: I the blacksmith having to make all the brains (laughs) checks. Uh, that's a 9 out of 10.
2: Okay. You notice that there are like there are many collection of knives, um, in various sheets oh, across the table. You get the sense that, um, for ease of access, that anybody could have had access to these knives at any given time. However, you do see a spot on one of the tables where a knife that is two inches long and four inches wide is. Missing from the stack of knives among the table.
4: Hmm. Okay. There's a knife missing here.
0: Hmm. Uh,
7: GM, I'd like to investigate. Not the door, but I want to see.
5: It's coming
7: out again. Really? Cut right up to Maybe my Maybe it's house. the wire. I don't know. I have to take a look after. Uh, but yeah, I like to investigate around, kind of like where the door goes to. Like try and see around there. So you kind of like see where the path of the person try to enter would have come and gone.
2: Okay. I need you to make a brains check. Because you're trying to figure out how this door is swinging open and swinging closed.
7: That is a three out of four.
2: Three out of four. Okay. The door swings open, and it only enters about an additional 18 inches into the room. The room is a—and all of you, all three of you know this—that the room itself is six, six, foot, uh, six foot extra deep into the room, and the width of the room is about four feet wide. So the 18 extra inches that this goes into the room is meager compared, like, lengthwise. Uh, width-wise, you get the sense that if somebody, if two people were in here at the same time, they would be sitting um, back to back; their backs would literally be touching if they were on the sides. Um, but three people could stand shoulder to shoulder through the length of the room with the door shut. The um, the door um, swinging open and swinging closed takes approximately three point five seconds to open and close. If someone's in a rush, they could put something down to hold the door open, but um, as Elliot as I as Elliot noticed earlier no such device was done to hold the door open you get the sense that whoever got into this room knew exactly what to look for how quickly the door opened and closed and got in and out very very quickly
7: where do I see where this hallway leads to that leads from the kitchen down into this hallway do I see where it goes I want to follow this hallway
2: it's six feet into the back of the back wall of the of this mysterious oh. herbal room
7: okay okay so
5: so he comes to the room that i'm in
2: yeah like okay
5: um, i'm gonna let should... him know uh in that case that i i managed to concoct a one single dose of a preventative if it's drinking right beforehand
7: that's good um just trying to see that door that got broken into trying to see where the killer could have gone to
5: do I see or like if I feel around can I at least in the area that I'm in I want to look for a trap door Uh, Uh,
2: or if the if
5: the butler's still in here I'll ask if there's a secret door and that if I'm not supposed to know about it that that area needs to be checked
2: Uh, the butler is sitting right outside the door Um, you ask him the question and he says um, we do not keep trapdoors in here. This room is meant to uh, quickly trap and entrap any intruders that might be that try to get into this room that are not invited. If you, okay. if you are people who have access to this room, uh, you are required to memorize this room in a very short time span. Because once you are in this room, you are not to be let out until somebody knows, somebody who knows this room, does the secret. Opens the door essentially. Like you're going to be, okay. you're, you're going to be stuck in here if you. Because mm-hmm. uh, this 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 is how dangerous is dangerous or helpful this room can. Be.
5: Okay, and I'm gonna look over Ben. I think it was two people at least.
2: Yeah.
0: Not
7: only for
5: that reason, but because it's two different blades back to back.
7: It's an ambush.
5: Yeah, at What's least that... two people.
7: The only question is targeted or did he walk in on something exactly Uh, does anything look tampered with here like maybe he was just checking something out and he found some people stealing and they were able to subdue and kill him anything look r- rifled through here
2: Um, I need both you and Elliot to make range checks
3: What'd you get?
5: I got a crit four.
2: Sweet. I got a crit one out of four. Ben, you know nothing. Like, you look around and every single plant looks exactly the same. They, they don't smell the same. But, I mean, which ones are harmful? Which ones are, which ones are harmful? Which ones are helpful? I just
7: start grab. I just grab a jar and just open it and be like, "It's stick Careful. my nose." you
2: no, gonna... not! No! No! No!
5: No! No! If that is nightshade, you're gonna be on your ass.
7: What is it? Is it nightshade? Am I gonna is die? It? I don't know. He Elliot,
2: he grabbed he grabbed a container full of jellyfish gel. Um, you do realize that if if he were to actually put it, if he were to taste it or touch it, he would be instantly paralyzed for, um depending on how long or how exposed he was, or how long he was touching it, he would be paralyzed one hour per second he touched it.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna immediately take it from him, grab pack packet, like, close it off and put it back. Do not touch anything in here. This is very oh. dangerous.
7: Oh, okay. I, I'm scared of it, I don't know. You would have been not on the, the ground for
5: an hour. At least.
7: I, I don't think I would have liked that.
5: Yeah, so no touching
7: okay no touchy
2: when you say no touchy Elliot you look at the bundle of nightshade one of the leagues was ripped like, ha- like half off so like whoever knew that the nightshade was here like jumped in and grabbed the nightshade and ripped it off like they knew it was here yeah. but they didn't get like we're gonna individually pick like three or four they just grabbed a handful of that nightshade branch and just ripped it straight off
5: Yeah, so I think he walked in on something um, because they moved very quickly um, and they were clearly panicking. So I think he walked in on something he wasn't supposed to. At least two Eh. people, maybe three at this point. Because we really do. I have. Do I know how long it would probably take for let's say somebody's in the kitchen how long it would take for them to run back here and back
2: so so you're getting the sense how long would it take for somebody to jump and jump into the room with nightshade and then get back to where Etain's body is
5: yeah I'm, I'm trying to figure out like realistically if he possibly walked in on something got jumped by the one person the other person ran in here grabbed the nightshade and finished the job
2: Make a or if there would have been check. too
5: big of a if they had to prepare beforehand.
2: Make a brain I check. failed,
5: but I explain my thoughts.
2: Okay. Uh, now you don't really get the sense. You 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 get the sense that uh, that uh, very well could be two or three people, but that's about it.
5: Yeah, and then do you think they could they could have done it in time, Ben?
7: Um, well, I start examining the room, kind of just start pacing the, um, just the approximate length and location and there to try and see if, if the time frame would work. Um,
2: Um, I also need to make, have you make a brains check.
7: Uh, I rolled a two out of four.
2: Uh, it would take somebody... If somebody was in the room to where ed tain's body was it would take them four and a half seconds full sprint to get to where he was from where elliot pointed out the mm. nightshade branch where he was that would take him four and a half seconds
7: so i started pacing this and i tell i looked to elliot and about four seconds to from from the nightshade on the shelf to where we found him I'm Meanwhile, thinking somebody's
5: keeping him quiet.
7: I'm thinking they already were prepared. they already had some nightshade to knock him out this wasn't something you can't just make this stuff on the fly they were they were they, they had something ready for yeah. for anybody um, ambushed them and then I got
2: also of them.
5: I also want to look at the death root vanilla and see if those were also grabbed or if this was something that that person came with
2: sure but real quick let's bounce over to chris
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so chris in the main dance hall uh various other numbers of dance numbers have come and gone without little to no incident however you do notice that the man and the woman that argued earlier um the man is in tears uh or not in tears but he is guzzling drinks down like he's four liquor drinks in and is sipping on a glass of wine uh, the woman is on the other side of the room talking to the innkeeper and the mysterious woman uh, in the blue dress. You
6: mean Adeline?
0: Mm
6: hmm. I'm going to go over to the man drinking.
2: He sees you approach. Yeah, you drinking uh, so much. What are you okay?
6: Well, we're in a guest of a home. You seem um pretty well known. This so this does not look good on you. I couldn't help but see a woman running from you. And the fact that there's a murder going on, whether they're all everyone here is being hush hush, this does not look good for you. So I want to be a friend and try to help you, so you have. A little bit more of an alibi than being quickly suspected. Hmm. My name is Lucian.
2: Oh, no. And the woman.
0: Uh, um,
3: the woman. Uh, she, uh.
2: That's Michelle's the uh, beau Shard. That woman has some memory
0: problems.
2: And when I was dancing with her on the dance floor, she got mad and up and left as he guzzles down another drink.
6: i worried to ask this, but what do I see about him trying to fabricate something?
2: Make a brains check.
6: Brains or charm? I'll leave it up to you. The brains, I probably will have better luck. I will not have better luck. One out of four. Uh, The, the only
2: thing you get from this man is that he is
0: drunk.
6: So, she got mad at you because she didn't remember something. And now you're
0: you what didn't she... hear that from
6: me. What didn't she remember? You obviously know
2: Looks around. Look. Between you and me.
3: I'm Richard and the Count of
2: Cristo. And she is my
0: beautiful wife,
6: and she doesn't remember being my wife. Did you show a ring on your hand and hers to match?
0: Listen here,
6: Mr. Coil.
2: Kyle,
3: I don't need a show of rain.
0: I have money,
3: and money, money buys is- everything
6: in this city. Money can easily buy you the wrong avenues. Really want that? <laughs> Why you can
3: Oh, so much.
6: Because I'd rather go home than be stuck here playing this whoever's little game. This ended up being
3: a game I love. My favorite game is riddles. Do you like riddles,
6: Mr. Kyle? Boyle. I'm sure. Okay, okay. 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 What
2: okay. has two hands but doesn't
3: hold anything?
2: A clock. Oh, correct. You are so
3: good at this game, Mr. Coil.
2: What has... What is red in color?
0: No, 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 I'm sorry. I missed it.
2: What has the name red in it, but isn't actually red?
6: Let's see. with a pot of gold.
2: Oh, you are
6: good, Mr. Coyle. You are
2: so good. Hey, Butler, another round of thanks for me and my friend,
3: Mr. Coyle. For he is bitch. a master of riddles and is a great friend of
6: On, if I might have to ask you a riddle. I'm very good. At this. Okay. What can cut and stab but neatly leave no trace? What can be smell wonderful but have you just unconscious? What can make you happy, but in the end, unconscious? What? Got it. It's. And he
2: passes out unconscious. <laughs> Damn it.
6: You knew what I was going to try to do. <laughs> uh, um... We have a butler to come move him to a bed.
2: Um, as the butlers pick him up and they take him upstairs, um, the count, uh, then addresses the crowd and says, um, it is getting very, very late. Um, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to retire for the evening. Um, I do have some business to attend to, but please, all of you guys, you guys are guests in my house. Uh, please make yourselves at home and you get to see... Chris, as you look around the room, you see various people breaking off. Um, uh, going upstairs. Going to various rooms and going in. Uh, either being escorted by, like, a butler or, um, in some cases, like in the case of Victor, um, who knows his way probably around the house, knows which bedroom and just goes and sleeps in one of the... goes into one of the bedrooms.
0: Um,
5: <clears throat> do I have the time to get him his potion or is there just not enough
2: time? Um, he actually pulls... Chris and then the three of you and he and he beckons you to come into his study with the with his head butler in toe. And he sits behind the very familiar desk with the fireplace roaring and he asks each each one of you individually an update of what you may have noticed about the case.
6: I'm hold up my hand before anyone speaks and I'm going, I mean this in no disrespect. I can verify you, but I cannot verify your butler may he please leave while we inform you
2: he looks to his butler and then he looks back to you Chris and he goes do you know the meaning of a life debt Mr. Chris Coyle
6: a life debt will let him uh, the person do whatever you say but also do things that maybe you don't register you could do to protect you you catch my drift here.
2: He opens up a drawer and he pulls out and you see a stamper. Um, And he holds it out to you. You grab a hold of it. You look it over and he goes This stamper has only been used ever once. That was to address a letter. To and he gestures towards his butler, his former, say employers, that in the case of my death, that his head, that he shall be hanged from the highest rock, even if found innocent by his former employer.
0: So as you can, so so as you can see, he,
3: as you can see,
2: my dear friend. Whatever you can say to me, you can say in front of him. His
6: lips are sealed. What if he's trying to... uh, What if he did the murder to protect you? Protect me from
2: Etain? Mr. Dupont? Why... What would give you... Suspicion that... Dupont was... The assassin trying to kill me?
6: Well... I have a feeling that this is way too clean for an outsider like us for, to per But we cannot fully guarantee that Attain wouldn't try anything unless you have a life debt on him.
2: while well, I do not... know he's
6: a detective.
2: He was my lead investigator of anything involving the grounds and various other tasks that involve stealthy approach. Like watching four strangers appear on a dock as a red-headed woman saw him before entering a shop.
4: Oh, uh, so that, that was Ette in the dark suit and top hat, huh?
2: He's very good at hiding, however, not good enough if you were able to spot him.
6: I look to the butler and go, I apologize, but you must understand I will be suspicious of everyone. He nods his head and he just says, Likewise. I let the other speak before I'm going to speak.
5: Um... I say everything that I know about that this was a person that knew where that secret entrance was. That they, you know, grabbed a piece of Nightshade and everything else. Um, that I have an anti-poison that has to be drink beforehand, but it is only for one dose. It's all I could manage to make. Um, I'm gonna give him the exact um, types of flowers that it was. So I tell him Nightshade, death root, and Vanilla. Um... Let me see... And I think that was all that... Oh, oh, and the fact that it was probably uh, multiple people, if not a group of three or four. Okay.
2: He hears your words, and he seems deeply troubled. Um, as he... Thank you, Elliot. Um...
4: There were two blades used... Two a butcher's knife, which was the killing blow across the throat, and then a smaller two inch knife that is missing from the kitchen, stab his body all
0: over.
2: he looks up to his butler at his butler um. Um, Nods his head and he looks back down to Carla and. Thank you. Um,
7: I also relate to the count that the door that was broken into to the area was not very well. Done. It was somebody who didn't have a very good knowledge of locks or how they really work. So, um, yeah, it's it, it was it was it wasn't even proper tools to be used to break a, to break in.
2: And he turns back to, why was the kitchen locked? And the 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 head mother. Um, uh, I, I don't know I'll, I'll
6: I'll go ask the kitchen staff and he juts down I'll, I'll wait till he leaves and then I speak besides your butler who I slightly suspect right now again no offense Victor when watching him was sad remorse and but also disdain When looking upon Ataine's body,
5: Mmm, and Ataine did get really defensive earlier when he came up.
6: Let's hold up on one more thing. The woman in blue dress, Adeline, shows no emotion, which can mean multiple things, whether she may not want to be seen as a killer, or she had nothing but emptiness. Or she's a trained killer.
2: Well, in answer to your first question, Ettain and Victor are half-brothers. Victor is the older, Ettain is the younger. Victor comes from a long line of nobility. Ettain comes from a father who worked his everyday on the ship. Building and repairing ships that come into port every day. Ettain always strive to do better. Victor strove to do better if it benefited him. Answer to your second question in regards to Ettain and Adeland. Adeland is
3: Ettain's ex-wife
2: she and he were married for about six to eight months then ed had some disgruntlement with his police force and in the guard ranks and left his post when that happened adeline left him and coincidentally enough went after victor where she seeks financial and financial stability. Something that Etting could not provide.
6: Hmm. You no know Lucian, Lucian Belmont.
2: Other than he is a notoriously bad drunk and likes to make up stories. Also he's very annoyed. fond of... No. He, he, he puts on a good show, but um, he's a businessman. Um... You know the phrase, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Let's just say he's on the closer end because of his ties to my own
6: personal use. I'm sure you saw this because it made somewhat promising. The woman who ran from him after shoving him.
2: (sighs) Yes. Um... She is somebody that I found wandering the streets of Marseille. Uh, I brought her into my home. Um, she has no memory of anything that happened before me finding her wandering in the streets. Um, she doesn't remember who her parents are. She doesn't remember her previous life. She only remembers wandering in the streets before I found her. She stays here as a permanent guest. Um, and the only thing I can tell you... at this time that would be uh, even relevant to the case um, is that uh, Lucian has taken a very fond fancy to her and tries to persuade her that she is her, is his wife, though they have no marriage recollection of all. As I've known Lucian for many, or I've known him for a few months, and he has never been married or claimed to be married until he saw her.
6: What about his riddle games?
2: He's always been fond of riddles. Always talks about that he's the great riddle mastermind. But his riddles are often really simple and easy to solve. He always seems to repeat the same ones, thinking that there's some great hoax or some great plan. However, they are no more than a waste of time.
6: I wouldn't be so sure. A clock, the Red Sea, a leprechaun's pot of gold.
2: The answer to that particular riddle
0: is eggs.
6: Is eight?
0: Yes.
2: He always, he always, the last one, he just gives it up. He always says whatever you tell him. Because by that point, when he's telling riddles, he's drunk however one day when i caught him when he wasn't drunk he told me that as like his trump riddle um and when i get when he kind I couldn't solve it couldn't and he puts his fingers up like couldn't solve it uh he told me the answer and it cost me like two gold pieces so or two 11. two shillings
6: what do those answers then mean to you
2: I have other things on my mind than worrying about three answers to a set
6: of rooms. When you get time, please think on them. I will.
5: I should also mention it it did seem like he uh, walked in on something. It seemed very rushed. Like somebody was freaking out, trying to cover their tracks um, before they were noticed. So, it is possible that it was him that broke into the kitchen because he noticed it was locked when it shouldn't have been. So.
2: Okay. And uh, once again, I thank you. Is there anything else that you guys would like to tell me? Or shall I have butlers is- escort you to your rooms for the night?
6: Just one thing I before Lucian passed out. Adeline and the innkeeper was talking to the world that is under your care. You may be good at hiding your secrets. Be careful.
2: She he nods and um, Puts his hands together and says now if you don't excuse me, um I'm tired and wish to turn in for the night. These four butlers and he points to, and there's four new butlers not, not none of which is, is the head butler um, will escort you to your rooms for the night.
5: Thank you. As long as he's got the potion
2: on Oh, Of course. Of course. But you must understand for safety, one butler must be assigned to each person in um, escorting you to your room. So. So right. um he stands up um and uh the f- first butler comes in and uh holds out towards like a like a gesture like or either towards Ben or towards Elliot indicating that he's they're really they're ready to escort you to your room.
5: All right, y'all yeah, follow.
2: I follow Kay. as well. Um before so he guides Elliot out of the room. Another secondary butler comes up Ben and holds up his hand, waits for um, the butler to lead Elliot down the hall and around the corner before he takes you and escorts you down the hall, down the same hall, around the corner. And then the two remaining butlers come in, gra- or escort Kara and Chris down that same hall, around the same corner. Elliot, with you in the lead, you notice that the... Um, you go down this long stretch of hall and that... Uh, do you see lights under various doors, kind of like, yeah, when you're walking past. Um, and the uh, the doors aren't numbered. Uh, however, what you find odd is that he um towards the end of the hall, there is a group of five rooms. He purposely puts you um, the there is a door, and then he puts you in a room and then uh, but the door next to you. It, um, is dark. Like, nobody's in there. Whereas the rest of the remaining rooms are, have, like, candlelight flowing underneath them. Okay. And then he opens the door and gestures for you to enter the room. All right. You enter the room. It's a fairly large bed. There is, um, the butler actually goes in and keeps the door open, goes in, lights the candle for you, um, and then not, and then gives a courtesy bow, walks out of the room. Uh, You open up the closet. There's a closet that you, upon opening the doors, you see um, new outfits um, that are um, of various different sizes. Um, Yeah, you get the sense that if you were to look at this long enough, you could probably find a change of clothes that would probably fit you. Uh, Okay. um, As um, um, there is um, just like, yeah, a closet area. Um, a bedroom, and then um, uh, there is a window looking outside onto the main um, main area, like okay. the main grounds of the place. Hmm. Okay. Um, Ben, you notice that as the butler leads you, you know you were able to see what room Elliot goes into.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The butler. Goes to, to passes the door that's immediately right next to Elliot and opens the door that is that. So it, it's Elliot's room, skips a room, your room.
7: I and nod my thanks. Door. I nod my thanks to the butler and I enter my room and look start looking around.
2: Uh, he goes into the room and lights the candle for you, gives a courtesy bow, walks out. You also have a closet. You open up, there's various outfits. Again, like Elliot, you could probably find um, an outfit that would probably fit you if you wish to change your clothes. Uh, You do look around the room. Um, There is a fairly large bed. You look out, there is a window leading out onto the main ground, although you're probably about a good 10 or 15 feet down from where Elliot is looking. Um, So you get more of the, um, uh, the main grounds, but if you were to look further over, Elliot probably could see more further to the right, but you could probably see more further to their left.
7: All right. I uh, got, I open my the closet, and I, I decided that I'm gonna change into any anything more attire that's more like relaxed.
2: Yeah, sure. You're able to find a pair of pajamas, like relaxing pajama clothes, and uh, you're able to go to sleep. Uh, Chris and Kara, you notice that the two butlers walk down the hall, past Elliot's room, past the past the door, past Ben's room. Then they lead you into the room that's. Right next to Ben's room, open up the door and let you in.
6: Okay, I'm gonna walk in, holding my wife's arm. Uh, okay, look around.
2: Um, they you look around. The butler goes in, lights the candle, gives a courtesy bow, as does the one that lets you into the room. Um, they close the door behind them. Uh, with Ben and Elliot, they also close the door behind you as well. So you are complete privacy. Uh, th- your bed is probably the biggest of them all. Um, as they probably put you in a room that's designed to have a married couple, whereas probably Ben and Elliot's room it's probably made for. You could probably squeeze two people on it, but it'd be kind of uncomfortable. Um, You also have a closet, various outfits. Um, You do not have a window in your room. Rather, you have a window that looks directly up into the night sky. You can you can look up. You can look up and you can count that you can count up to 10 stars and know that the moon is a half moon. So, with that being said, you guys are able to go to sleep. Um Ben, give me, give me a, um, a brains check.
7: D4. Three. Three out of four.
2: Three. Okay. Um, you're laying in bed. You actually fall asleep. Um, you do wake up, um, a quick glance out the window notice that it's still probably in the middle of the night. You do hear, um, a voice, um, call out to, um, a butler, uh, or a butler saying, um, this is your room, sir. Um, and, uh, you hear, a, a a person go into the room right next to yours. Um, uh, you hear the butler walk in, light the candle, come back out and say, thank you very much, benefactor, sir, and closes the door and heads down the hall.
7: Kind of strange. Uh, I take note of that. Make a note to tell everybody about that in the morning.
2: Okay. You go back to sleep. Takes you a few minutes, but you go back to sleep. Uh, You wake up. um, The sunlights are going through your windows. Um, uh, Chris and Kara, you probably wake up a little bit later behind Ben and Elliot, but you're not that much farther behind Um, you do, you're awake for a few minutes before you hear the of a, somebody knocking at the door. And this is for Chris and Carl. Who is it? It's your butlers, ma'am. And sir, uh, we are here to escort you down to breakfast.
6: Give us a moment to get, uh, dressed first, please.
2: Of course. Uh, whenever you are ready, just let me know. That way we can escort you down.
6: I nudge my wife, nice and fun, just to get her up. I squeeze her boob. Uh, oh.
4: <coughs> Dang it, dear!
2: <laughs> you hear? Um, uh, we go to Ben. I groggily wake. I'm like, uh, who is it? It's your butler, sir. We're here to escort you down for breakfast.
7: Give me a few minutes to change. I get up, I, I get up, and I go to the wardrobe, and I I change out of my my pajamas, and I uh cl- back into my regular clothes, and I go to the door to leave for breakfast. Okay,
2: um, Elliot, you we also hear that. Yes. It's about the um sir so we are here to escort you down for breakfast
5: oh uh thank you I was just getting hungry um I just need to get changed really quick
2: of course whenever you're ready just let me know
5: alright yeah and I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go change to a new pair of clothes and then I'm gonna go and get breakfast
2: okay um so Ben is the first uh butler reaches his butler first the butler um um Escorts him uh, as they go back down the hall. You hang a right instead of a left. Uh, you go down a spiraling sp- staircase towards a large dining room table where you see um, a few other people have gathered and begun eating breakfast. Elliot, you are not too much farther behind Ben. Um, uh, but you are able to see him at all times as they guys go down the staircase um, and uh, get ready for and you're, you're seated right next to Ben. Uh, okay. Chris and Cara, you guys are the last uh, you guys are escorted out by a butler as you guys are walking down the stairs you do see somebody, a butler coming up with a tray that's got um, a teapot a glass, a glass teapot with a couple of cups and saucers and um, a cover plate um, a quick smell, realizing that this is breakfast food and they're heading back down the hall from which you guys have come
5: I'm going to sniff the food before I eat anything because I want to make sure it's not poisoned.
2: Sure. Um, they bring you um, down to um, uh, the main dining area, the butlers do to Chris and Kara, and they sit you right next to uh, Elliot. Um, so that way all four of you guys are sitting together. Um, um, the butlers actually walk up to each person individually um, and ask, well, what would you like for breakfast? And cheese omelet. Okay, walks back into the back, into the kitchen, and comes out with this beautifully crafted ham and cheese omelet and puts it in front of you.
5: Eggs, toast, and potatoes.
2: Comes, goes into the kitchen, comes back. Actually, before they leave, they, they ask you how you want your eggs. Scramble. Okay, they go into the room, they come back, come out with your breakfast, eggs, potatoes, and toast thank you turns the other butlers turn to Ben and Kara
5: I'll have
4: some mixed fruit and some bacon
2: uh, you, they come back and they come back with a bowl full of a variety of fruit including strawberries blueberries blackberries grapes and funny enough kiwi in amongst the mix, and um, a plate full of bacon, and then they turn to Ben. One of them turns to Ben.
7: Um, I will also have some eggs and um, some uh, w- some wheat bread along with it, if you can, if 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 you please. Uh, the eggs. Other
2: I... type. Is there any other type of bread?
7: Uh, well, I, there might be some oat bread or potato bread if 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 any of your cooks are Irish. Um, but uh, no, just some bread, please. And also the egg. Could you? Um, I I've heard that you I've heard that they do something called an uh, an omelette here in France.
6: I lift my plate. Oh, and, and cheese yeah. omelette.
2: They go into the back bake you an omelette, uh, put some bacon on it, and right next to it, and some toast, and they place it in front of you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and
2: you they also pour you glasses of water and it. tea in front of you? Or they also, yeah. Uh, they have glasses of water and tea in front of you.
4: you. You see me actually reach for the tea and I was just like, mm,
0: tea. I put uh, so
5: much sugar in it.
2: Okay. Uh, right. Uh, Elliot, it you get the sense that this is simple green leaf tea, or green, yeah, green leaf tea. There's nothing. Awesome. There's nothing harmful about it. teas. So
4: Especially warm.
6: Oh, I'm gonna keep with the water for now. Okay.
2: Um. Uh. It doesn't take too long before I actually need all of you guys to make. Uh brain checks,
4: please.
2: Okay. Hey. Okay, what did uh Ben, what'd you get?
7: Uh three out of four.
2: Okay. Chris? Four out of four. Okay. Kara.
4: Six out of ten.
2: Okay. And Elliot
7: four
2: out of four Okay, Chris and Elliot you are the first one to notice this although Ben and Kara are not far behind you as you notice that the butler has come back down um, carrying the tray you notice that uh, uh, Chris since you and Kara noticed this uh, first uh, there appears to be a cup and a saucer missing and also the plate of covered food um, is missing although the teapot and the remaining other um, items on the tray are still prevalent um uh Elliot, uh you also notice that there is a teacup and um the tray seems too large for the items that they are carrying. So you get the sense that this was a breakfast tray.
5: Mmm. I really hope somebody's not poisoning him right now with his stolen food. Uh do I smell anything uh strange when he walks past?
2: Uh, you don't smell anything other than the tea is a green leaf mint tea. Uh, um, oh. and you hear, um, a voice, and at this point, you hear, um, a f- set of footsteps coming down, and that the count has taken, has appeared, walks down the staircase, and takes a seat at the head of the table. Uh, he is wearing a, uh, red outfit of, um, simple. Tastes like almost like pajamas um, as he takes Ooh. a seat at the head of the table um, uh, the butler's come he whispers to a butler what he wishes to eat and he simply has a bowl of fruit and a morning salad um, pr- presented to in front of him you watches the butlers um, take a bite of his food first before handing it to him and then uh, upon which after a few minutes the count watches before he pre- uh, begins to eat his
0: food
5: Okay, good. He's taking proper precautions. Hmm, I'm definitely wearing red
4: too. (laughs) I'm actually like sleepily kind of like leaning towards Chris while I'm eating
5: like um, sleepy comfort. (laughs) Um, I actually I want to look around. Is there anybody missing?
2: Um from the people gathered at the table uh there is a gentleman that is missing. In fact, I'll have all of you make another brain check for me, please.
0: Kara <laughs>
6: Is that tired brain kicking in?
0: A tired
4: brain kicked in real hard. That's a 1 and a 10.
6: Okay.
2: Elliot, what'd you roll?
5: Two out of four.
2: Okay. Uh, Chris, what'd you roll? Four out of four. Okay. Ben?
7: I rolled another three out of four.
2: Okay. Um, Chris, uh, it's a good thing you rolled uh, crit because you know that the man that is missing is none other than blue shit. Is missing from the table. Uh, ben, you... Um, it takes you a minute to notice that, that that the seat placement, that there is probably a male that is supposed to be sitting next to Victor, um, is missing. Um, Elliot, you're not also far behind in seeing that somebody else is missing from the table. Also a gentleman. Kara, you're just sipping on green tea.
4: I, I'm, I'm too tired. I am not a morning person. I am. I'm not a morning person.
5: So yeah, no, this track I'm not either, but I probably didn't sleep because so that would have been too anxious.
2: Okay.
4: Oh, I I was like holding this all night because that's what I do when I'm anxious.
5: Yeah. Um, I want to make a mental note to try to figure out who that was. Um, that is like missing and like figure out if there's a reason behind it. Like check up on them at some point.
6: I'm just and they're like, I don't know, but when I do so I don't want to give anything away in public.
2: Okay.
0: I...
5: Is anybody talking around me? I want to try to eavesdrop.
2: No, everybody's uh, staying silent. Uh, nobody's yeah. really making... Everybody just seems to be focused on breakfast before um, as they finish their breakfast, you notice people are getting up one by one and going back up to get dressed for the day. Um, um eventually the breakfast whittles down to um you guys and the count. Um although you guys he said at the at the end of the table and you guys are sitting
6: about halfway down on the table. Yeah. I uh, motion is the head butler near him.
2: The head butler is, in fact, missing.
5: So, from what I'm hearing, is it sounds like the head butler take, took his food to his room. Hmm. Out of character, he could have a hangover, but I don't know if in character I would know that.
2: Well, do you think, do you think, based on what the Count was saying, do you think that he'd probably have a hangover? Eh.
6: The head butler? No. Probably No, not. I
5: mean the, uh, the Lucian guy that's missing. That well, he would have the hangover and the head butler was bringing the food.
2: The head butler did not bring him food. It was one of the other butlers. Oh, many butlers. it was one of the oh. other
5: butlers. Okay. Okay. Well,
6: what do i see how the count is (laughs) reacting
2: um he seems very determined to eat his food um not really focused on much else other than um he's i mean yes while he's focused on eating his food he's enjoying it um and uh but you can clearly tell he's got stuff on his mind i'm gonna finish my food
6: and if my wife is going to finish her food ever.
4: Uh, Yeah.
6: And then I'm going to ask the count permission to walk the grounds. He nods and
2: says, yes, of course, Um, but just don't go beyond the gate.
6: If you could have If I can choose a butler to accompany, I would like your head butler to.
2: He he looks at you before nodding his agreement. And the head butler walks you out onto the grounds.
6: I'm gonna ask him, what happened to Lucian? Is it a hangover?
2: Master Lucian did not answer our calls when we knocked on the doors. For breakfast time this morning, I assume that from his previous night antics, it's not uncommon for him to sleep well into the morning hours before finally he stumbles out of
6: bed. And who is the food going to?
2: Oh, you were referring to the benefactor. Yes, he tends to keep his privacy, much like the Count. Um, uh, so much so that uh, he requested that his food be brought to him into his room.
6: What do you know? What, what do you suspect besides me uh, about the case? That's why I requested you. You are trusted at least more than the others. Uh,
2: listen, um, a lot of people base their accusations on rumors and various other um, speculation. However, Guinevere Leclerc um, kind of comes to mind. A well, Rumor has it her husband died and her aunt is threatening to cut her off from her remaining inheritance unless she found a lover or somebody to marry within two years' time. It's been a year and a half since her previous husband has passed and rumors were circulating that her and attain DuPont, or Mr. DuPont, were, uh, going to announce their engagement soon. Do you believe it? Mr. DuPont's activities, uh, the last six months, uh, were strange. Um, he would come and go from the grounds, um, in the early evening hours, um, uh, most likely he was courting her and she had begun to make an appearance around the grounds, although she never um, her and the Count never had any interaction between the two of them
6: What about, and I'm just gonna paraphrase, paraphrase this cause it's late last night I don't remember her name, what about the Count's adopted daughter? I'm just gonna uh, say it's that because of the no memory
2: Mathilde Bouchard um, yes uh, Matilde Bouchard, um, uh, she doesn't spring to my mind, uh, mainly because uh, she uh, was in the main hall area um, at the time, um, although her memory has been spotty as of late, in the sense of sometimes she will slip up and say that she does remember everything uh, before the count. However, there has been times where she um, a certain smell or somebody coming uh, coming down the road, and she greets them like an old friend.
6: Hmm, that's interesting. Who do you trust, and who do you not? Who do you suspect the most right now? besides me uh, Guinever Leclerc also springs to my mind even though I know
2: she wouldn't harm attain um, rumor has it that she was going to she was expecting attain to propose however attain was waiting for funds to garner um, uh, a wealthy dowry so she can he could um, propose marriage to her um, but a man of his stature and station, it would have required another year or so, and she wasn't going to wait that long. And so upon, upon hearing this, she um, he broke it off with her. Um, although she was, rumor has it she was going to speak to the Count about maybe increasing his wage or giving him some sort of financial stability so that way they could Mary
6: what's your take on Adeline
2: (sighs) Adeline puts her nose much like the innkeeper puts their nose into business they shouldn't belong um not dangerous but they do know dangerous stuff um, that if in the wrong hands could provide deathly consequences
6: so if she was startled upon to find, maybe find something out would she her
0: rash?
2: the only one she seemed really close to was the innkeeper um uh she didn't very much care for victor so victor um uh, despite having numerous women follow uh, uh, was rumored to be in relation with her as well.
6: So if Adeline and the innkeeper's ties not, why did Adeline? Well, did the innkeeper say she did not like Adeline or did not trust her?
2: It's their scheme. Uh, they're essentially two pieces of a pod. You distrust one, you go to the other one for information. Then they collectively share the information that they have earned that they have heard throughout the day. They bring it together. Um, and then they go out their separate ways as bitter enemies. But really, if you really know them, they're I think as thieves, says is the quote.
6: I don't suspect that from you and me, but will you come to me if you hear anything? Of course. Do I sense he's actually telling me the truth on that? Well, do I get from his body language, his how he's saying things, does it seem like he's telling me the truth?
2: Yeah, you get the sense that he's probably telling you the truth. He wants to protect the Count, for, for first and foremost, so any information that could help you guys...
6: Okay. Um... I would let the walk last a little bit longer, uh, not to draw too much suspicion, and then I said, why don't we go back inside? You can go back to attend to the count, and I'm going to go back to my wife.
2: Of course, of course. And escort you back inside.
5: Hmm. Um, do I see... Are Victor and Adelaide together?
2: Um... Uh, no. They're not together, but they're in the same area. You get the sense that, like, they are, like... Make a brains check. Three out of
5: four. Do you hear me?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I heard you. I was trying to think. You get the sense that uh, Victor and Adeline are... Um... Like whenever Victor goes out and does something, Adeline isn't too far behind. Um, it, even though, uh, like in the kitchen last night, you noticed that Victor was the first to leave the room, Adeline was very close behind her, behind him to leave the room uh, in the kitchen. And so, therefore, you get the sense that Adeline is more of the follower and Victor is doing something. Like, whenever... If Victor's walking the grounds, Adeline is pretending to do something else when actually Ali is following him around.
5: Okay. Um, I want to... go over and try to make nice and offer my condolences, and I want to watch their facial expressions.
6: Sure.
2: Um, you walk over to Adeline, and Adeline just... how can I help you? How may I help you?
5: I'm, I'm sorry, I won't keep you busy for too long, I just wanted to um see if there was anything that I could do to help um you not that I've really been watching but you seemed kind of distant um, so I wanted to, to offer my condolences and if, if there's anything that I can do just please let me know
2: I appreciate that, but, um, um, I, 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 work better alone, and so I, I appreciate the offer, but, um, uh, if I can think of anything, I'll be sure to talk to you about it.
5: Okay. Of course. And I, I want to kind of, like, did she seem like she made any kind of facial expression at all?
2: <laughs> Make a brains check. Or a charm? No, make a charm check.
5: Girl, you had to say it right after I rolled a four out of four. Okay, hang on. All right. Five out
2: of ten. Um, her facial expression stayed the same. She just seems to. She, if anything, you seem you seem to take back that she she was more annoyed that you kind of interrupted her task at hand, which is. You get the sense that she's following Victor around.
5: Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to go over to Victor and shut off of my condolences.
2: Uh, Elliot, was it?
5: Yes, I I apologize. I know that you're not very fond of me. Um,
2: who said? Who said I wasn't fond of you?
5: Uh, you didn't seem to like Americans much?
2: Let me be frank. I think Americans are boring. They rarely bring anything useful to the table. Uh, And I find you guys to be like cockroaches. You guys spread everywhere and yet are very, very annoying to deal with. Um, So I don't hate you. Um, I just rather think you are very um, yes So Let me correct you I don't hate you I just find you annoying and troublesome
5: Alright uh, Thank you for the correction oh,
0: um, you're welcome.
5: I just wanted to Offer my condolences It seemed like the two of you were close In the conversation that I was present for And if there's anything that I can do to help At all Just let me know
2: I appreciate it. Um, me and Ed were very close. Um. Yeah, I'll just put it like that. And he looks back towards you before kind of walking further onto the grounds.
5: Okay. And I'll walk back and relay the information.
6: I'm gonna... Not say anything because I don't want people to hear. Straw.
5: Oh, I, I definitely whispered it.
2: Um, you get the sense that the four of you are alone.
6: There's nobody around. You, you said Victor said him and team are close.
5: Yes, and that were cockroaches. I
6: cockroaches. Don't know what it means about me, but yeah, they're. From what I'm <laughs> gathering, they weren't close. Mm. They're rivals. I mean, the way wasn't... that he close, but
5: yeah, if it if it wasn't for the way that he looked when I walked in, I'd almost swear that he didn't.
0: <sighs>
6: what task was? What, what do you get at the sense of her? She.
5: As demeaning as it's going to sound, I don't mean it as demeaning as it will come out. She's like his pet. She follows him around, does his bidding, like a a henchman or something, or could be henchmen, could be just, you know, extremely loyal. Um, but the they book. both... She seemed very annoyed that I came to offer my condolences.
6: I don't... I don't think it's because she's... Pet to him. butler tells me that she hates him.
7: Why would she follow maybe. him around if she hates him? Keep an Does
6: eye
7: she on him. Maybe. Him? Could be. I think we're. I think if we can figure out what the, what was being searched for, I think we'll have a an easier time finding out who may have wanted to may have killed killed a town, and. uh and figure this out because we're still grasping right now
6: right and by now the weapons probably hidden
0: mm-hmm.
7: i think we should search the ground some more we...
6: was just out I... there
7: mm-hmm. there was also Wait. a
5: man missing at the table this morning who was that um i, I think it was whoever uh, chris was talking to yesterday
7: Oh yes.
6: Oh, Lucian. I no, he's dead to the world basically.
5: Dead to the world he, or dead? We, Apparently he sits
6: like this every night drinking and then is not a wait until probably like new, like my wife.
5: I don't want to <laughs> go hey, all paranoid wait right now. I, I are don't you? want to go all, all paranoid, but that's a perfect cover for somebody that doesn't want to be discovered right away.
6: If, if they
7: oh, were the to take care of one, ordered his food to his room. I have a feeling whoever committed this murder wasn't able to get out before the the state was locked down. So I think we should. Su- no offense, Chris. I think I'm sure you looked around, but I think we need to look more thoroughly. Find the weapon. Find some place that they may have may have made an route to avoid detection after the murder. We're, ne- we're gonna need to go over this place with a finer tooth comb.
6: Then I suggest this. you are gonna go outside, take a butler that the head butler should uh press. Don't be alone.
0: Mm. No,
7: that would be a mistake because I'm sure whoever committed these crimes knows that we're asking questions and looking around.
5: We should check the kitchen. Whatever they were doing before, they were doing it in the kitchen.
7: Let's go get the head butler. Maybe we, he can shed some light of what's in that room and what's in that kitchen. Because somebody, I think, was trying to either trying to get in there or got in there.
0: Why don't
6: you and Elliot go? I'm going to take my wife to talk.
5: Okay. Of course. Why? Careful. I'll because try to make your some more
6: into And a married couple would look less suspicious to me continuing to wander alone.
5: Uh,
4: I mean, yeah. But
6: Besides, yeah. you could still be your sleepy head. You're so cute that way.
7: I, 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 Car, do you want me to try and find some coffee?
4: I doubt there's coffee here. Do
5: they have coffee yet?
7: I don't. I don't oh know. yeah, yeah, they have coffee here. Coffee's been around for a while. In I'm. Fr- fr- Oh, yes, I actually, uh, I, I believe Napoleon actually used to drink 50 cups of coffee a day.
5: Oh, how did you get yeah. a locksmith?
7: I don't know. I don't know.
5: Okay, we should probably also get... We each need a butler to escort us, right? Or are we just kind of walking around now?
7: We should probably go get get a butler to help Fire us up,
5: butler, because I don't want to tell too many people about that room that don't know about it
7: yeah let's go find the head butler and see if he could come with us to the kitchen
5: yeah see if I can okay. make um, we can check out the kitchen a little bit more and maybe make some more antidotes for the um,
0: account
7: mm, I hope it'll be enough I have a feeling who's ever did this may may try mm. something other than poison
5: We also need to make sure that no more of what of those herbs have been taken.
7: Yeah, something else is in that room, I'm sure of it.
5: Yeah. Oh, I'm also, I'm gonna make sure that uh, I let Ben know that he kept me in the one area of the apothecary room, that he wouldn't let me through the entire thing.
7: Hmm. Okay. We're definitely gonna have to search that place more thoroughly. Let's go. Let's go find the head butler.
2: So so Ben and Elliot are
6: finding the head butler. Chris and Kara, where are you... I'm bringing her along with me, whether she likes or not, to go mingle and start listening Uh, in and being I
4: have the people among the aristocracy. We'll
6: we'll ask people if there's something coffee here. If the coffee is a thing here. You
4: need to people this early in the morning. God damn
2: it. Okay. So, Chris and Kara you guys go to go and start wandering around the mansion yeah. again not too many people are either awake or they're trying to keep to themselves trying to uh you, but unlike the other night where um there are two groups of threes and group of four like it's one person here one person here um they seem to be more keeping by themselves um, and strangely enough, as you walk through, you kind of do a head count. Um, Lucian is still not among the people out and about. Mm-hmm.
6: Still missing.
5: If we have the head butler with us, we should probably also check you know, ask on. Ask the butler
6: for coffee for my mm-hmm. wife if they have it here.
2: So you walk in you walk to a butler who um uh hears the word coffee, goes back, comes back, and literally you watch right in front of you as they pour you a cup of this really dark brown coffee. They hand it to you, you take one sip of it, and it is so strong that like you immediately perk up from just smelling the coffee. Like, oh,
4: that's they make espresso. Ex-
6: Thank you. Um. Have I, do I see the innkeeper or Adeline walking around?
2: Uh, strangely enough, no.
6: What about the one girl,
2: uh, Matilda? she was out wandering the grounds now but or before but has since gone back inside
6: what do you think
4: you're asking me what i think i think we're in our over our heads
6: let's, like let's you know the weapon let's go check the grounds and you try to see if you can find places to stashed, or traces that someone's been hidden.
4: I mean, a knife that small could easily fit into someone's boot, boot or petticoat, or anywhere on their person, let alone be hidden anywhere.
6: I'm not just meaning the small knife, but the big knife.
4: Well, that's true, we didn't find the cleaver that slid his throat, but yeah. Which was like a butcher's cleaver, so that thing is not small, no, and not so easily hidden. So, yeah, let let's let's go see if we can't
2: find that. So, you guys, are you guys going outside? Yeah. You guys go outside. A butler is not you. You realize that there is like two or three butlers standing by the doors, and as soon as the two of you walk outside, one is walking alongside you. You get the sense that they that they're There to keep you guys in the grounds that you guys are not allowed to go beyond the gate. Uh, But however, they do respect your privacy, so they always stay about three or four steps back. As you guys begin searching the grounds, um, I need Chris and Cara to both make range check. What did you get, Kara?
4: I got a six out of ten.
2: Six out of ten? Okay. Chris? Four out of four. Four to four? Okay. Chris, you notice at first. Um something in one of the upstairs window catches your eye. You look up and instinctively you touch Kara. So Kara kind of follows your glance up towards the window as you see a figure all of a sudden fall out and open or fall out the window as they come tumbling to the ground. And that's where we're going to end tonight
0: oh, oh shit!
2: i want to thank you guys for watching and wanted to tell you guys that as the pages of the chronicles of the dam they we close for now actually we're just going to put a bookmark in this the echoes of your adventure so lingle in the annals of time may the tales you've woven inspire dreams and kindle the fires of imagination until we meet again remember that the realms of wonder and mystery await your return We say farewell to the brave travelers until the next chapter unfolds in this ever-changing storybook. Safe journey, and may Destiny's Embrace guide you onward. Good night, everybody.
5: Good Good night!